Welcome to episode 41 of the Brand Social Podcast. Today we're talking to Adam from Anti-Social Athletes Club. Enjoy the show. Recording in progress. <laughs> Hello, Pickle. How are you? How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I was going to attempt to keep up that voice for the whole pod, but is that not is that not um reasonable? Hmm. Before we get started, <laughs> <laughs> please introduce yourself. Uh, Adam has no idea what you sound like, so it would actually be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> So, sorry about my friend Darcy. I know he sounds like a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You had a busy uh, day today. Oh, uh, fuck today. Uh, can you turn that Stanley Stella box over, please? It's behind you. Oh, for fuck's sake. What? Just does my head in. I can't. You've opened it upside because... down. Uh, well, I haven't. It was fucking sent upside down. The shipping labels on the top, on the bottom. And I've opened it. Yeah. It's so not good. It. I'm going to have Can to you just... see what's over my, my other shoulder? No. Where? Where am I looking? What's the brightest thing over my shoulder? Oh, yeah. I can only just see it, though. <laughs> Bring it over. Listener, this is the um one of the test prints for Rewind. Uh, it looks really good, doesn't it? It's banging, isn't yeah. it? Is yeah, that on the right as colour? Yeah, uh, I mean, what is it? Supply, mm. um, which is nice. Mm. But we've both spoken about it. It's, I think it's a bit, it's a bit thin for my liking. Mm. Um, so it is a really fucking nice garment, and it's what it's one of those ones that I would quite happily push to customers as like a more budget friendly mm. hoodie. But it's like, well, I think with obviously with rewind, we're trying to go a bit more premium aren't we yeah it doesn't feel quite like that it's, it's not got the heaviness to it the problem is there's a certain hoodie and it's uh, for an off-the-shelf jobby it's probably the best hoodie going yeah um, and it's hard that. yeah and it's hard to get away from that mm. so like yeah it's one of them isn't it? yeah it's, it's the only thing unless we look at the native spirit ones that might be an option mm. well one i was speaking to paul about native spirit earlier and we're going to cut this bit out <laughs> cool. What was he saying? Um, well, I won't tell you the full story because I'd have to cut that out. Um, a lot of expletives and yeah, bullying. Um, but uh, he said that they come up incredibly small. Oh, I think it's the other way. What jumpers or generally? Well, he basically said that he had a job where he required a five XL mm. T basically comes up as like a 2xl really yeah he was like they're tiny and i've i had one of the samples lying around i don't even know what i've done with it um and it was a large uh oh that's i, I printed it as a like a um when i was doing a print run i did mm. a test print and i use that so i was like i want to see how it printed anyway it's a large which i am a large but i wear xl because i like a bit looser fit nick's wears it she wears a small, and it looks just a tiny bit bigger than most of her other t-shirts. But the the t-shirts aren't 
sized badly because the t-shirt that Dickie Small sent me is um is a native spirit, and that's, that's about it is, isn't it? No, is it not? No, I think they're uh anthem. Are you sure? I know they're not native spirit because they're from Rala. Oh, I thought it was a native spirit. No, oh. I'm not 100% sure if it's Anthem. So I need to order something and have a look then, don't I? Mm. Is it the oversight? The thing is, the oversight said should also be fucking massive, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, the oversized shit is kind of like sizing's always a bit weird on oversized stuff because it's mm. like you get like their oversized like EP19 and that fits quite nicely or even like the AS color stuff, like you mm. just go with the usual size. But then you go for like build your brand. They're oversized stuff and their tees are fucking lovely, but they are huge. Yeah, they're really they're, big. They're in, you, well, you must have to size down. I've got one on now. Yeah. I've got the, I've got the one there, the one that Darren printed. Um, yeah. They're fucking I, lovely, but they are. Yeah, I, I sized up, not realizing he was going to do it because I wanted a baggy shirt, not realizing mm. he was going to do it on the fucking BYBs. And mm. um, <laughs> yeah, it's basically a fucking tent that I'm wearing. But it's yeah. comfy. It's a good shirt. Yeah. Good no, shirt. It's aged yeah. well, mm. yeah. but yeah, I think I've uh, I've been trying to get hold of my um, AS color rep. Um, Wes, yeah, that's it. I was, I was speaking to him over WhatsApp. Um, He's really good on WhatsApp. Hi, Wes, if you're listening, <laughs> I just want to get him on the phone to have a chat. He's uh, a good lad because that's the thing. It's like AS color. I love AS color, but. You know, it, it all comes down to price at the end of the day. Mm. Like, you know, it's it's all right for for rewind and that, or even for downcast of use AS color as well. Like, but in terms of like being a print shop, there has to be an, a margin in it for me. Mm. And currently, I get stamp most of Stanley Seller stuff and all of Continental stuff for a better price. Mm. And nobody's ever complained about it. The, mm. the products. It's just personally, I prefer the AS color tees. Aside from the staple, I've just I've just had a job come through, which, which is staples, and actually they're polos, oh, right. polo samples. Yeah, that's that's gonna be quite a nice little job. Mm. How's your yeah. day been today? Lots of printing. Oh, that good, eh? Yeah. Um, they're probably never going to listen to the podcast, so I can talk about that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. It's only a job. Um, no, I won't. Um, I'm gonna uh, let you. I'm gonna show you one of my fuck ups. Go on. Um. So there's the hat I've always wanted for my the brand of my snowboard that I have. Like right, so this is this is a bit bootleggy, but like never for sale. It's just I, I wanted to make myself a cool hat with the snowboard snowboard brand. And I wanted to match the colours of my snowboard. Hmm. So I ordered a nice as colour hat in. Ooh, a bunch of them actually. And uh, I thought well, I'll test it out. And I was like, I'll do run it on the sturdiest one, the most expensive one first. Um, which was a mistake. And um the actual embroideries come out quite well. Like I, I digitized their logo myself. No. It's a bit high up. The placement's yeah. completely wrong. But the actual embroidery is really fucking good. However, yeah, yeah. I stitched the back of the hat to the front of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that completely oh, fucked. Really? Yeah. So oh, it works if brilliant. you just rest it on the 
on the well, top of your... enough, the embroiderer at work, she's been doing this for 25 years. She managed to do that with, uh, I think she did it with a uh, polo. Hmm. Was it a polo? No, it was an apron. It's quite um, annoying. And she got like a good chunk of it, basically just caught on the underside of it in the in the hoop. Mm. Um, and she spent like a good hour and a half unpicking it. Yeah, but can you can you unpick it? Because I have I have seen a trick where you can get a beard trimmer and like run the beard yeah, trimmer yeah. across yeah, the middle of doing, it. She was using like little scissors and what else did she have? Oh, she used someone else as well. I can't remember what it was. I was in the middle of fucking running the DTF, but um. Yeah, she unpicks it. Well, it took her a while, but it was, you know. Does it does it not leave holes and shit? Well, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'll give it another gonna, go. It's going to be stitched essentially in the same place. I don't know. This so needs to be a bit lower. This needs to be about an inch lower. We'll give it a go. But actually, I'm really pleased it. with the embroidery. Like, the embroidery is actually really fucking good, considering I digitised yeah. it myself as well. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm really pleased with it. I've been following all the all the instructions. I've read loads of books, um, and watched loads of videos on it because I didn't really. You have to digitize hats differently. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah. You have to do them like a flower from the middle up and out, so it pushes all the fabric away as it does it. So I did all that, and it seems. I mean, it looks all right. It's just completely unwearable. <laughs> oh, oh, we got Adam on today, haven't we, from Anti Social Athletes Club? We do. I, uh, well, I, I don't know him. You, you I spoke to him a little bit. Yeah, he came up. He came to me for printing, but I was like, "Nah, mate, you want to go to someone that knows what they're doing." Um, I think primarily you wanted something water-based. So uh, yeah, um, I'm also like insanely busy. I've got another. So you didn't send him to me then? I think no. I think he's doing it himself. He's he's a printer as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he does printing oh, as well. Right. Yeah, I was helping him with stuff. Had, I haven't had the time to properly check him out. Um, yeah. But we should, he, he just we didn't show. want to print that job himself. And I was like, dude, you can definitely do it. Like, 100% you can do it. I remember being in that position, though, when I had the studio at home and I had a four-colour press, but I'd never printed, like, a four-colour job. Mm. And the reg on, like, my press was awful. Mm. Um, just wouldn't hold. But I had this... Uh, was it three or four color i think it was a four color mm. um i just didn't feel confident doing it i was like you know i was kind of gradually building my way up i was like i want to master like single color print and not master it but be good at it um good at that and i was like okay i'll work on like two colors and everything um and then yeah put together this design and i was like this design's fucking bagging ended up being like one of our best sellers mm. and i was just like I really just don't feel comfortable printing it and I'm just going to burn through shirts because I was using nice blanks as well. And I was like, I don't want to be fucking them up constantly. Like, mm. you know, and I was on single station in my fucking tiny little studio and it used to get to the temperature of the fucking sun in there. So it's like water based and heater, not friends. Um, but anyway, I sent it to Danny at Flipping Sweet. Uh, he's a good lad, isn't he? And that was the, that was the last screen print job that I mm. ever outsourced. So Is it? Put it in good hands, yeah. Yeah, he's a good lad, Danny. Danny, Danny, isn't he? Yeah. After that, it all went downhill. I was like, I'm doing it myself. I'm just fucking up garments constantly, and all that. So, you know, I've got a job coming, and it's a um, it's on independent 
Legendhood. I don't know if you've seen those. Oh, right. Um, but it's a natural, natural color hood, but it's been tie dyed. Right. Um, and they're like, "Oh, can you do this?" And I was like, "Yeah, but like, what, whatever color we choose, we're going to have to do like, a, a, it's going to be a two screen job. There's going to be a, have to be a blocker base on it because even if you weren't too fussy about the color and it was all the garment was all one color, it would be fine because the the print would just go to that entire color of the garment. But yeah, because yeah. it splotches, it's going to look really fucking weird. Like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, we don't, we can't really afford to do that. And I was like, well, the other option is we lean into it. I'm like, what do you mean? I said, well, why don't we get some? It's a, it's a natural color and it's got a a bright blue tie dye on it, but not like a pattern. It's just like splodges. Right. And I said, well, what colors you want? It? They're like pink. I was like, right. Well, let's get some magenta. Some, mm. some pot magenta and we'll mix some reducer in it and we'll thin it out loads so it's like basically see-through slightly see-through pink and lean into it so we, we make the shirt show through the print anyway oh, yeah. i don't know i don't know and anyway, i run one off and it looks fucking banging like it looks so good and yeah. i said look what do you think of this and they were like no actually that's that's wicked so i've saved myself a hassle just by, <laughs> just by managing <laughs> to persuade them like well, they wanted to save the money anyway and sometimes things like that they don't work out, but in this instance, it's worked out really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to printing that, printing that job next week. Yeah, I had a fairly large, not large, but five boxes turn up from Stanley Stella, or from rather was mm. today for a few jobs. It's like it's been really quiet, like the last what probably three weeks, mm. and all the last month probably has been quiet, like. July was shit. July was fucking awful. Mm. Um, and then, like, since probably like the third or fourth of August, sort of thing, it's just like inquiry, 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 job yeah. and stuff. It's I've had this conversation weird. with a few people, and I think a lot of it is <clears throat> people forget how long it takes to get garments done. Yeah. And there's a lot of like the Amazonification of, of what we do, and they assume that they can get what they need. Not next day. Yeah. Well, I've I've got Doesn't prime work like example that. of that at the minute, mm. um, and it's a client who's potentially going to turn into a very big client, um, but they're essentially a middleman. Mm. Right. Okay. Um, so same as I what I have with my boy then, with my yeah, print, with my he, print guy. He seems like he's very new to the game, and he doesn't really understand all the processes, and he doesn't understand right, okay. timeframes and stuff. And it's really, he seems like a lovely guy, but it's just annoying because it's like I'm having to go in and kind of like doubly explain everything. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he's not the easiest person to deal with, but he's a nice person, so I'm putting up with it. And anyway, so I sent him an invoice for for a sample mm. because the order's potentially going to be a 1,000 plus pieces. Nice. Um, it's not screen printed. DTF. Christ! <laughs> yeah, which... Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll earn a decent chunk from it um, mm. because I'm getting, I'll essentially be getting the DTF at cost price. Mm. Um, but that's a different story. But um, anyway, so he's, uh, he's, I sent him the invoice to get these samples made about 10 days ago. I didn't hear anything from him. And I was like, you know, I have taken a bit of the piss a bit with the sample price because it's kind of like one-offs aren't something I do. No. They're not something I'm ever going to do. Um, and I kind of expected him to just go silent and just go to fucking China or something. I don't know. Mm. Um, anyway, he paid last night. 
and he sent me an email 10 minutes after paying being like oh can we pick it up in the next couple of days please what's the matter with these people <laughs> unreal isn't it oh and it quite clearly says on the invoice it's like you know standard turnaround is 12 to 14 working days from payment and it's just like and i said to him i was like look i'll get it done in you know 10 working days if i can if i can fit it in sooner then i will to help him out sort of thing um but yeah, my my entire week isn't going to revolve about around one fucking garment. No, I've got regardless of whether it's potentially going to turn into a big job or not. It's like I've got jobs on that are fully paid for that take a fucking long time, mm. and they have to take priority. I've had to move to fifteen working days for getting <clears> things done now. Just at the moment, yeah. just while I'm got this huge job on. Well, that mm. that huge job I actually finished yesterday. Yeah, um, and then the ones come in that's even bigger. <laughs> so it's that one oh. with the with the with the dyed hoods and mm. then there's crew necks hoodies not normal hoodies kids hoodies in two colors oh the crew necks are in two colors the hoods are in two colors the kids hoods are in two colors is that the, uh, um is that the one for the uh for the people who supply people who ride um uh no ironing boards on the sea no different all oh, right this is for well, same same person who's gone through. Did you through write my the description same, there? At least? It's very good. Yeah, surf. It's a surf company that was a previous job, but yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's um, and a hundred tote bags front and back. Nice. Yeah, but it yeah, it's literally filled the van up, like filled the van up. <laughs> um, I've got to start working on that at some point. But uh, the weather's turning, and I'm sort of working inside outside at the minute because I've got the space to to not do that. It's so it's going gonna... warm again, isn't it? Yeah, it's gonna be getting a bit awkward. Mm. Well, that's the thing. Like my kind of like everything's picking up just as it's getting warmer, and I'm mm. like these jobs that I've gotten thankfully are all plastisol. No, mm. oh, nice. Just, I've just come to realise that I I just fucking hate printing water based when it's hot. It's just it's it, it's the stress that comes with it. It's not even necessarily managing the ink because I'm. Mm. I can do that with my eyes closed nowadays. Mm. It's just the stress of like, fuck, I need to keep that moving. I can't walk away from the press for 10 minutes. Mm. You know, I can't just go and have a break for a minute. Well, um, I'm, I'm having to walk away from the press because what I've just, what I've discovered is I've, I've timed everything now. So I know how long everything should take me and I've got enough data on it on enough yeah. jobs that I've done since I've been printing that I've worked and I've worked out the most efficient way for me to work solo. And the mm. most efficient way for me to work solo is to print if I'm doing like a front and back job, is to print all of the fronts, restack them, all of the backs, box them up, done. Because yeah. what I because what I was doing was printing all of the fronts of everything and then going through it all and then spending time stacking them by the sides because they get mixed up in the bin. And yeah. then doing all the backs and then spending time unpacking it again to then repack it to QC it to go in the box. Whereas mm. if I do the if I'm I now doing my, my similar has been fairly similar to yours for for a while without probably even having a system in place. It's just mm. I'll stack them all up in in there, kind of like um. So if it's t-shirts, for instance, I'll have them all in like all the smalls and I'm grouping them together and fold them over so I know when the next size is starting. Yeah. Sort of thing. And when I get to that, I'll run around to the dryer and just pull them all out. I don't fold them or anything. I will just chuck them in a pile. I know that's all the same size sort of thing. 
and it does save a hell of a lot of fucking time. Yeah, it takes so much more run. time. You just just save some yeah. sorting. But I mean, the other thing I've got now is I've got these two whacking great laundry bins on wheels now. So what I can oh. do is once, once a size one is finished, I can pull the bin out of the way, slide the next one under. Oh, that's so then, so then worst case scenario, I can I I can then just work from the laundry bin. Like if I need to, yeah, I can yeah, just yeah. pull them out and load them, pull them out and load them. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, it's not ideal because you're bending down all the time. But if I need to, if I'm in a bit of a hurry, I can save the, I can save the, bending out. I can save the sorting for later. When I've got, it's amazing how much having someone help you like saves you time. When my nephew come and help me, we smashed through. We did, uh, two hundred two hundred and twenty, I think it was, hoodies front and back in four hours. (laughs) Yeah, just complete because he was. He got the rhythm of it. So I was printing and then he was, once he knew, I'd, once all the backs were coming out, he was laying them down the right way up so I could reload them. And then once they come out and the second side was done, he was fiving them, boxing them, done, five. And then mm. when I got to the end and he could see that I'd finished my stack, he was yeah. already unpacking the next size run. More, more importantly, though, have you taught him to mix ink properly yet? <sighs> Listen, I had a small issue. <laughs> With some, um, worms. some worms, yeah, print worms. I mean, it, it's fucking full of it as well now. I don't know what I'm going to have to oh, live yeah. with, just pick them out every now and again. Oh. Yeah, print worms. And at first I thought my tape was breaking down. Um, but what it turns out is he's scraped the bucket. Uh, now, I don't, know, I don't know how many actual printers listened here, but scraping the bucket in this household, and I'm sure you're, is a big fucking no-no. Forbidden. Yeah. Because aside from being able to get the crusty bits there, but also yeah. if, like me, you've got really nice palette knives, it just mm. takes slivers off the side of the bucket yeah, yeah. And, and deposits it in the ink. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bless him. Hmm. Right. Uh, Adam's here and waiting. Okay. Uh, I, he's been waiting for a while. Um, oh, we let him in. Quick wee, and then we'll okay. go. Okay. All right, cool. Try not to talk shit about me. Okay. I know you will, but that's fine. That's my treat for when I edit. <laughs> there goes old Captain Haddock. Look at him. <laughs> he just turned around and looked at me. He blue steeled me. I'm going to tell you a story about Darcy now. Uh, when Darcy was a young boy, he. Um, he went to the doctors because his head was so round. This is where round head itis came from. He was actually the very first person to have it. Um, his head was so round he couldn't find a hat that fitted, and he was kept getting sunburn. Um, so they had to carve out a melon. They took a melon. The doctor took a melon and he cut the melon in half and he carved the inside of it out. He put it on his head, perfectly round, and then they cast that. And made him a hat, like a little igloo hat. Um, so yeah, that's why. I mean, Darcy's got very dark hair, but it's not actually hair; it's just a, a permanently imprinted dark patch from all the sunburn he used to get on top of his head from not being able to uh, wear a proper hat. Also, another interesting thing about Darcy: he's a cunt. <laughs> Say that. I'll tell you a joke now. Oh no, I can't tell you a joke. He's back. Anyway, here he comes. Here he comes. He's back from the toilet. Although technically he's back from the edit because he won't hear this until he's back from the edit. Back from the edit. Yeah. 
before we start, yes, uh, like and share the podcast. Cheers. Let's go. Go. Cool. <laughs> I'm recording. What are you holding in your hand? A sword. Hello. Hello, mate. How's it going? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. All volumes okay and all that jazz? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. I can hear you. Right? Can you hear us all right? Yeah, spot on. It's a start, isn't it? Oh, it's a, good, yeah. it's a very good start. How are you, Adam? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, can't complain. It's uh, nice to have a bit of sunshine today. It's lovely, isn't it? Perks the mood a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, well, been, unless you're a printer, then it's the world's it's, I worst. Feel, I feel like my body's been <laughs> shocked back into action. I'm just like, no, no. Can we just have like autumn now, please? Really? You were, see, I just get like irrationally angry when the summer's <laughs> over. That's what I mean. It's about to say, it's, got, it's getting darker and it just makes me mad. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like it when it's dark. I think, I, I think I'm, um, what's that term for cats? You know, they like the twilight, but it's not twilight. What is it? Crepuscular. I'm I'm crepuscular. <laughs> I'm most active between when the Uncle sun what? starts to go down and when it does. Crepuscular. Uncle Puscular. And that. Sounds <laughs> like a disease. I get that checked out. <laughs> well, get get cream for it. <laughs> yeah, I think um I'm, my birthday is like 20th of August, so I'm like a full on. Oh mate, just give me the summer. I've got my birthday is on one of the shortest days. It's okay. Twenty. 20 When's my birthday? 22nd December? Yeah, yeah. It's a proper short day. I think that's got some to do with it. Yeah, my maybe. My birthday's on a, on a very important day. Your birthday? Just, yeah. 11th of November? Yeah. Why is that, why is that important? Well, it's rem- Remembrance Day for me, obviously. Oh, of course, yeah. It is Remembrance Day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone remembers Darcy's birthday day. Maybe <laughs> 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 I'm great with birthdays, by the way. Once I know someone's birthday, like I'm there. Mate, I'm yeah, I, I remember it for five minutes and then just be like, I, I, I messaged Pab the other day, actually. I was like, when's your birthday? Because it was like, I had a, had a product suggested to me in an ad. And I was like, Pab would fucking love that. I was like, when's your birthday? And I was like, he was like, 22nd of December, is it? Yeah. Cool. That'll be gone in five minutes. Um, <laughs> gone from my ears, right? It's gone already. I was just like, I'll, I'll have to ask him again. But by the time I ask him, it'll probably be like the second of January. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only yeah. thing I can remember. I won't remember anything else in this podcast. But I'll remember that your birthday's the twentieth of August. That'll be it. That's it. <laughs> next, next next week, isn't it? Week after. Yeah, mate. Like, is it tenth today? Ten days. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Exciting. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Exciting. Good. How uh, how young will you be? I'll be 41. You don't look 41 at all. No, I, I was about to time. say you don't. Yeah. You've still, yeah, you still got hair, and that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. It's going, it's going. It's a good camera angle. Yeah, <laughs> I don't feel 41. I was, I was wondering why you had the camera set up around your crotch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got no more books to prop the laptop on. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, happy days. Yeah. Oh, you're, um, you're older than us. That's a good one. It's not. There's not many. Not often we have guests that are older than me. No. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is true. I remembers the Stone Age. 
Now, now, Darcy, you're, you're insulting the guest as well now. Now we know the guest's older than me. <laughs> you know what? I always, it was one of them ones that, you know, you're young and you're like, get to 30, it's all downhill, and then you get to 40 and it's dead scary. Like, and I was, I'm all right with it. I'm okay. Kind of can't put it to to bed sort of thing. I'm, uh, I feel all right for coming 41. Do you know what I mean? No, I think you'd, I'll be honest with you. Having spoken to you online and that, I didn't, I thought you were in your 20s. Really? Yeah, genuinely. I thought you were in your 20s. Maybe yeah. I should grow up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kept, kept, sending me, kept sending me all these Lego toys you wanted to buy. Flicking through the Argos catalog. Oh, do you remember that? That was the best, wasn't it? That was the, for, for the best. For the listener, Pav has been catfished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the absolute best, though, flipping through the Argos catalog. I hey, forgot. You know, the Holy Grail, yeah. I'd forgotten the joy that used to give me. Like the book of Eli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to go fold the page and then circle the thing and make, and I'd make a note of all the numbers of things I liked. It was always really random shit as well, like a yeah. sleeping bag and a dartboard. Those are always the things <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> Your man so, cave when you were seven. That's a little bit in lockdown, like as a driver. And uh, we, we spoke about the catalogue and it was such a like... Such a shame for its ghost. They don't do any more, do they? They don't print them. Yeah. No, I, I, I like the pallets at the front of the shop. I worked giving them out once, a summer job, um, and there was a there were a pallet, there was twenty pallets, and they said yeah. we need to get rid of these by the weekend. And I did 10, 10 pallets worth of them in a day where I was. I was literally frying them at people, like have a have an Argos catalogue. And yeah. the guy the guy in the thing was telling me they cost it cost them something like five quid to print each one of those, but each one made them at least sixty-five quid back. Yeah. Mm. Think how many houses had those on like coffee tables or like yeah, yeah. Blue, weren't they? I'd love one now. They'd make a good I... weapon as well, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell, I'll tell you what. Uh, that's just popped into mind actually. That obviously isn't around anymore because we live in the day of the the age of the internet. Is like when you used to get magazines that had like if you were a kid and you'd fucking like have to cut out the the order form at the bottom and then send off your check or your cash in an envelope yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah, and it never hope, turned hope up. That something turned up. Yeah. Yeah, the company's yeah. gone. The worst one was when you had those magazines where it was like build the Titanic. And it was like a five five quid per magazine. <laughs> and there's like, like 99p yeah. and it lured you into a full sense of I can do this. Yeah. 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 And then and then the company goes out of business three quarters of the way through. And you're left uh, with six thousand pounds later. <laughs> yeah. And you've not even got a full model of the Titanic. <laughs> oh. I bet you there's warehouses somewhere that have got like remaining parts of these like yeah, probably mid-sized Titanic, but it's like, a good business. But, but not all of it. It's like issues one through six are all gone. It's just yeah. like the remaining parts. <laughs> the so, so it probably looked like the real Titanic, to be fair. But you know, oh, oh mate, too soon. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> no, it's all right. We ain't got to worry about that. Oh, my eyebrows have gone all spocky. Hold on. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Star Trek recently. Fucking nerd. Been watching Voyager. It's really good. Captain Janeway's weirdly attractive. If you're listening, Captain Janeway, <laughs> let, beam me onto the hover deck, whatever it's called. <laughs> Go have a little little dinner and dinner somewhere on the on the hollow deck. <sighs> anyway, um, that's the weirdness out of the way. Right, podcast. Um... <laughs> well, that's what we're doing. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
um before we kind of properly jump into the the questions then do you want to give us a little intro to yourself and your brand what you do etc yeah so um my name's adam um i am the single employee of anti-social athletes club um we are a or i am it is a streetwear um sportswear gymwear brand um so yeah that's what the what the brand is how how was the brand how was it how did it come about how was it born um so i i had i toyed with the idea with the clothing brand for quite a while and i was into photography i was into design and i i'm a very creative active person so i just needed something to like focus on really and um uh, being into photography i could never no one wants me to take photos of their clothing or or do you know what i mean i wasn't that good creatively i was designing like basic things and doing posters and nightclub fires and i was like well how, how about just setting up a little project something for me to focus on um that i can have a little bit of fun with and if i happen to sell some t-shirts and whatever then wicked if i don't it's not cost me anything and i just literally like mocked up some designs um got a name, mocked up some designs and then and went from there really and put out a, a pre-order. Um, so it was it just came basically from me wanting to be creative. Um, and that's still kind of where I am with the brand now. Um, it's it, Obviously, it needs to generate an income, um, but it was still only ever for something for me to focus on um, to stop me going insane, maybe. How, how long have you been going? So this is the fifth year. So five years, April, just gone. Um, oh, yeah, it's good, it's good I uh, kind of don't count, the, don't count the little bits in COVID because um, stuff just changed a little bit in there and it had kind of stalled a little bit, yeah. So five years, this is the, the fifth year. Oh. Yeah. Good going. Where, um, what's the story behind your name? Um... Well, it's a slight rip-off of Antisocial Social Club. Um, slightly. It's a flip, isn't it? It's not a rip-off. Yeah, yeah. And it, I never used their, their branding or their, like, squirrely writing and stuff. And it was just a slight, like, slight change. That's all. Um, mm. I'm still not it's sure. Not, there are so many people that have ripped it off, like, blatantly ripped oh, it off. Absolutely. Well. Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, like... Is it's not even a good design. Someone. That's that's the that's the weird right. thing about no. it, is it? It's not even like interesting or it's just ubiquitous now. I think. Yeah, yeah. it's not even worth ripping off, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's a clever idea. That's what it was. The, yeah. the idea was clever. Yeah, but... yeah. But I know the yeah. anti-social social recently got bought out by someone, didn't they? So I don't even know. I don't even know where they are and if they're producing. I never take any notice of their stuff. I always thought their stuff was a bit crap. In, in truth um so well, i've never actually seen any anti-social social club garments in the wild i always see no, I haven't. mock mock versions of it i've yeah. never seen an actual yeah, <laughs> yeah. i suppose yeah, i suppose that's a term of endearment really and everyone's copying it like it sort of makes sense yeah uh and uh, yeah so just kind of look i took a little twist on that it is funny when people go oh, and it's, i'm like yeah i know I, yeah i know that i've little twist on that without a doubt but i think it's it's grown to its own thing now um mm. and in the field that we're in which is like fitness um crossfit type space um it, it's just grown its own it's it's its own entity and its own like um its own community do you know what i mean i think it still mm. stands out for me i do have personal battles with it, though and i i think 
can I go to the next level with the name that it has now? Could yeah. it ever go into shops, like into retail, wholesale, as it is with that? I'm not sure. It's something down the line. I, I don't see why it couldn't, because all, all your designs and everything, they're not... The, the name is the least important thing for your brand, I think, really. Uh, yeah, in many I ways. agree, yeah, yeah. I'd say your your logo is incredibly strong, the drippy face. The the smiley. Yeah. Uh, see, that, that came around probably... I think that might have been two years in, and I wanted something that was recognisable, mm. like being... Do you know what I mean? That that was our little symbol. That was our little tag, mm. and um, and that's where that came from. Um, but yeah, I think that you've you've sort of bridged graffiti and and gym wear, sort of. Is that is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, I would say so. Absolutely. I think there's a little splash of nineties in there. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of like music culture with the put on our nanos, which is a streets quote. I know. Interestingly, I just I just bought a bootleg T-shirt from I won't say who it is because, um, in case he's, he just closed his Instagram down, basically he's made it friends only, <laughs> and it is they've nicked the Reebok logo and okay. says, let's, put, let's put on our classics and have a little dance and and it's like yeah. a Reebok advert and yeah, they've done yeah. a flip on it. It's really yeah. really cool. Yeah, but that I I did spot that and that was. Yeah. Yeah, See, it's very cool. Don't get that that reference because I'm from Birmingham originally, and I'm a I'm a big streets fan. So, um, nanos are a training shoe that are made by Reebok. So mm. it just came around, and in, I don't know if you know much about CrossFit or what CrossFit is. In- I don't know anything about anything to do with the word fit at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically a training methodology that came from America, and um, so you have CrossFit gyms around the country, um, and it has its own its own culture, like bodybuilding does, like just going to the gym does a bit CrossFit has a very much um, people like to tell you that they do CrossFit outside of the gym, but it has got this sort of streetwear and people like stuff. That's a little bit more, um, a little bit more like they're close to stand out a little bit more. Mm. Um, and the beauty of it as well is they have, because it, it can, it turns it can be a sport, so it can be competitive. So there are events around the country that, people go and compete against each other and you I go and do pop-up stores there. So that is my original market. But I also wanted to bridge that gap between streetwear and gymwear. I do feel we're more streetwear now. I'd say you're more streetwear. I'd say yeah. this isn't an insult, but no. the most athletic thing <laughs> about what <laughs> the most athletic thing I can see <laughs> about your clothing is the fact that the logo has the word athlete in it. Athlete, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, purely purely from a selfish point of view, I, I quite like that because I would 100% wear any of your stuff and I'm not a CrossFitter. Yeah. Um, and I, I think this is another thing with the with the name and it was never intentional. It fits for so many people. Like I, I put it out as the anti-social athlete as in the one who was making loads of noise in the gym that was dropping their barbell, that was swearing. Do you know what I mean? They were a little mm. bit more aggressive. But I think it's worked for people that like, I don't like social media mm. and I'm just not an athlete at all. I'm the anti, the anti-social athlete. I don't like going to gyms. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. fit. people have taken from it what they want to take from it, mm. which I, I wish I could say was intentional. I suppose you could always rebrand, rebrand as like ASAC or something. Just I do use that in short on some things. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I think I don't know. I, I imagine I'd love to speak to other people with brands and if they how they feel about their name. Um, mm. Well, uh, the name name's one of those things where I don't 
necessarily think it's as important as people think it is. But that doesn't mean it's not important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. well, we we touched on this a little bit with Rich in the last episode, mm. and it was kind of like name changes and stuff. And I've always felt with like with Downcast and both the print shop, it's like mainly because I'm just like a I'm just a fucking fidget. I don't like sitting still. Like I like things moving and it's like I'm constantly oh I should change that I should change that I should change that and it's just like yeah it's, it's something I've always toyed with I mean it's too fucking late now but like rebranding like downcast I mean downcast doesn't do much at the minute anyway but the the print shop as well and it's kind of just like but at the same time I'm like I just like it and it's like it's mm. familiar it's like you know and people are starting to recognize a little bit now if i go and like just suddenly change the fucking name it's just like i'm essentially starting from scratch really or like yeah. you know yeah. almost like trying to rebuild i guess you're, trust you, with people. You, you're almost better off pivoting the entire brand rather than changing the name yeah that yeah, makes yeah. sense like just change maybe a couple of the core values and or, or what you're aiming to achieve yeah, and then you branding you rebrand everything catches up with it and eventually the name comes synonymous with the new your new style of doing things i think that's yeah that's that's the way it's done i think i don't know i'm not really a brand expert but that's yeah i mean I did, twitter, I, did it work for twitter i don't know twitter's now x in it was something <laughs> stupid name yeah it's just crazy but i, did, I think we like you look at I remember like, Oasis talking about Arctic Monkeys and saying they would, they've got a crap name, they're never going to go anywhere. And it is a crap name, isn't it? Mm. If you mm. look at like what, like Coca Cola or add, like yeah, adding, you know I mean, so, like, so is fucking Oasis. Like Oasis yeah. is a shit name. It's all it's it's awful. A fucking drink. And yeah. It's a shit drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the thing that makes it cool isn't the name, it's no. everything behind the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Completely. Yeah, so I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think there's any name changes you need to do. No, maybe maybe, no. maybe move towards your your acronym, the ASAC. I quite like ASAC. Like that's quite a nice. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, kind a, it's of a, nice, isn't it? It's a nice word to say as well. Yeah, I don't know. You yeah. do you do what you want, mate. It's your brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that, that internal like. <laughs> and I have to be honest. Up to this point, it's done me no harm. Like it, it grows every year. Yeah. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Exactly. Yeah. And no one's gone, Adam, we really love your stuff, but you're never going to get into retail with that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And do I want to well, get into not? retail? But what, yeah, that's there's it, what there's that some mean? fucking brands with a lot of fucking weirder names than you that have gone into yeah. retail. Gymshark <laughs> yeah. is a weird shit name. Awful name. <laughs> okay, yeah. isn't Awful. It? Isn't it? Yeah. Oh. yeah, like it is. It, that, and again, that's just... Uh, I don't know. Even their products, I don't. I don't particularly like their products, but they think they built a culture and a community, which is just that's as important as you know. That's exactly what it is. I think at some point, the the name just becomes words, meaningless words. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, gap. Look at gap. It's yeah. just a gap is a space between things. But when you go to Gap to buy clothes, at no point do you think of that meaning for that word, do you? No. And no. they plastered it big on the front of their. Yeah. Own. <laughs> yeah, they, re- they, they really showed it. Logo. Yeah, well, and they did a redesign, didn't they? Mm. They changed it to a, a gap with a little blue faded square in the corner, and then there was backlash, yeah. and they had to change it back to the old one. I'm sure that's mm. a marketing ploy. 100% think that's a marketing ploy. Yeah. I say that, all their shops are closed now, don't they? They don't have any... They even a thing I think they've still got, like, gap kids' shops, but I've mm. not seen, like, a gap adult shop for years. Hmm. I think Kanye Is helped it? them, didn't he? Like he did that little brief interlude. 
Mm. Oh, he did a thing where he had to go and like hunt through done now anyway, isn't it? Everything. Yeah, he's a bit done, I think. He's not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shame, really. I think we need we need more Kanye's. He, I mean, he's a he's a probably, yeah, he's a he's a twisted genius, isn't he? Yeah. That's the thing. He, he is an idiot. Like, imagine if everyone was like, I don't know, Adele. Mm. So I mean, it just gets well, boring, doesn't it? Like, yeah, you can you can have you can have the the middle between Kanye and Adele. <laughs> the non-psychotic fucking <laughs> nut job. No, there is no, there is no in between, Darcy. He's fucking oh. mental. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine I've, years I've, from now I've, if they I've, use I've it just, as a scale. On the I've scale of Carnation right? So I've just had a revelation. So my uh, my desk faces my window, and I've just realised there's a window ledge, and I can put my feet on it whilst I'm sitting here. Oh, mate. <laughs> That's, That's great. a great idea. On on a, on a scale and of Kanye to Adele, how crazy is that idea? <laughs> Probably about, I don't know. Is it like a Taylor or... Swift? Like... <laughs> 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 oh, good old oh, Kanye. This, ep- this episode is sponsored by Kanye West. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> don't that. sue me, Kanye West. <laughs> he, he won't come after. It's not. He's not Disney, mate. This episode is sponsored by Disney. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> better. This episode is sponsored by Star Wars. Oh, they'll definitely come after us if we do that. No, they won't. I'll fight them. I'll do a little. I'll do a little punchy punch. A little. <laughs> Like that. Should, should we rebrand as like the Star Wars social podcast or something? Oh, can you imagine? Oh, we get, we sued get shut so, down within a week so quickly. <laughs> Mind you, we might generate some press. Maybe true. we get really famous. What do you reckon, Adam? But, then, but then, if we re- going, you know, oh, it will come oh. in full circle. If we went and rebranded, people might be like, "Oh, it's all fucking lies, man." Yeah, there is that. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's stick to what we got. The brand social podcast is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, this, stay, stick with their This episode is sponsored by us. <laughs> um, Where were so we? Yeah, so, so what's what, what's kind of next for you then? Obviously, you've mentioned like you're doing, uh, doing or have done or whatever. Um, uh, almost pop ups in like, yeah. CrossFit so, places and stuff. Like, the is the, like the physical kind of location stuff. Like, I don't know. I think that, I don't know, that's the kind of the aim, isn't it? To go into I think retail and. Um, wholesale it's, it's a long way off at the moment um for me i've li- i've literally two weeks ago quit my day job to focus full-time on the brand really um, congratulations so, awesome, thank you. yeah yeah well, I, I've done. Great. Me in six months when i'm not working at mcdonald's though <laughs> be, we're, we'll have, we will have you back on in six months i think we need to <laughs> it, it's, su- it's such a it's such a strong move yeah right. I, I, I got to the point with it where it had grown year on year and it had got to the point where I was almost damaging the brand by not giving it everything that it deserved. Mm. Um, so I'd reduce my hours in my day job and I'd give it two days a week. But you know, if you're going to, I was planning to print on a Tuesday and a Thursday, I've got life and kids and some things wouldn't happen or, and it, yeah. it was just damaging it. It was just, I couldn't get products out quick enough. Um, and there's loads of stuff that I want to do. And I just didn't have the time to do it. And I, I was at a point where I either like give it my all or have to almost stop it because I can't go any further with it, if you know what I mean. No. Or, or bottleneck it. And it just seemed pointless that it had so much growth and so much like, and I've got so much drive with it that I had to make a decision really. Um, mm. and, if it, and, it, and if in six months it doesn't work, I'll just go and get a job. Yeah. Like I've, yeah. And I've never been unemployed. 
I had two weeks where I was unemployed and that was by choice from leaving a job in a gym to go and work as a rep abroad. Mm. Two weeks by choice. Like I've never, never not had a job. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's very good that you've actually consciously made that decision because I think some, some people are maybe forced into making that decision to go full time. And yeah. probably by the time they're forced to do it, it's not too late, but they've sort of, they've missed the wave a little bit. Yeah, they could, they could have catch up. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be putting the energy in after like you've got you've blown up you want, beforehand. You want to put all the all the foundations in so that when yeah. it does, you know, you're there. So I think it's it's a move more probably should more people should probably take. Definitely. I just mm. I think what's the what's the risk as long as you can pay your bills for like six mm. months and give it a go. Like I, I don't know, and it's difficult because I've got like, my girlfriend and we live together and I've got kids and it there's all those things hanging over my head but it's got to a position with the brand where I can survive six months if, if I turn the website off tomorrow I could survive for six months on mm. the money from the website I do a little bit of coaching as well so I do have it a general like an income coming in um yeah but just so I've literally just brought I know I spoke to Pav and I've just brought a screen press so previous to now I was um we everything was done with vinyl apart from some of the embroidery which okay. I'll probably get hammered for which is understandable but it works. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. You it's start where you start. Point. That's the thing. It's like I think the the whole vinyl entry point now I think is probably I guess disappearing really with the emergence of DTF. Yeah. Um. Everybody's going down you know the supercolor route or the DTF route. Um. But you know you go back a few years that it was there still, but it wasn't kind of as like. That's how I, I started. I, I started with yeah. heat, heat transfer vinyl. Mm. So I think with me, when it, the brand did start as well, like I, I said, I, I set it up and it, I was originally getting things screen printed and they were done on a pre-order. Mm. Um, so I get some in and then there were issues with like people pick the wrong size because like customers generally are a pain in the ass most of the time, aren't they? Like, so they pick the wrong size. And I remember getting one that was a thread underneath the ink and it, there was just a whole like going backwards and forwards and getting stuff replaced and the lead time on it. So I then looked into, I kind of like, not folded it, but dropped the dropped the brand down for a little bit. It was like, right, how can I improve this? How can I speed it up, make it a little bit cheaper? Then I looked at, there's a company in Stoke who I'd sent designs to, like, look, yeah, we can do them on, um, on, um, on, on vinyl. <clears throat> so again, sending stuff out to those. I'd started to build a little bit of a stock. Um, and then I looked into it and I was like, can I speed this up? What are these guys doing? What do I need to invest into doing this? And I, and I looked into it, school of YouTube. I brought up a cutter. Um, mm. I brought a hundred pound heat press off some Nana on Facebook. Um, went and picked that up and literally went from there and then just taught myself it. That's funny enough, that heat press, I've had it for like three years. It cost me hundred quid and like just, I think it was Christmas time, it broke. So it lasted me really well. And I went and spent like 300 quid on a better one. It, so it's amazing what you can get on think like Facebook marketplace yeah. and that, isn't it? Like it is, it is an untapped resource. I think for, oh. if you're starting a business, the first place I would look for equipment for it, particularly in the print trade and stuff, is it's Facebook right. market. Hundred percent. Oh, go then anywhere eBay. else? Yeah, then eBay, eBay after, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, and then the dream, the dream wasn't for me also with getting other people print it i was like well i want to be involved in this creative process as well i want hands on the garments and because i was getting some that weren't quite right and it kind of put me off and i was like well if i'm doing it myself i can check every single one if yeah I'm you have full con control over the quality and mm. absolutely and um and 
and even I say that I get called out for, for vinyl. I haven't had any issues at all with it. Like mm. I use Sizer and it, there is an issue where some of them crack over time, but I've had screen printed stuff that cracks from Nike and whatever. And it, mm. you know what I mean, it doesn't last forever. Yeah. Nothing lasts forever. Um, and touch wood. Well, I think we've, we've all been in that boat though, where like, I mean, as brand owners anyway, because I think there's very few people that start out and straight away just start doing it all themselves. Mm. Like there, there's a few exceptions to that. Like for instance, like Alec at Fiala Gar, like he just went fucking bubbles deep in it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He really um, jumped into it. <laughs> yeah. He probably and, feet first uh, at that one. There aren't, there aren't many people that are able to do that. I think it's, yeah. it's quite a, there's a, there's a few of them. Iterationally. Most of us have gone, okay, what's the, like you Google, printed t-shirts custom printed yeah. t-shirts how do i get t-shirts made blah 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 and you get all these suggestions that pop up and the one that kind of we landed on in the first instance um was okay to begin with and then very very rapidly went to fucking dog shit that runs with awesome smirch um and um yeah it was like we'd have stuff turn up that was like we had one design particular turn up that was basically the, one of the ink colors was completely wrong. It was like supposed to be an orange and they'd printed it in like a green. And I was just like, okay, what the fuck? And it was like 50 shirts as well, like three color print. And uh, they were like, oh, well, can you not just like accept it? And I was just like, no, no, no. Because you've printed my fucking order wrong. <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, you know, it's not the color it's supposed to be. It doesn't look like the artwork, blah, blah, blah um and then there was other ones like i'd get them and i remember one in particular and it was our first kind of like big run that would outsource so i think it was five t-shirt designs and pretty much all of it was okay but there was this one shirt and it was a single color back single color front and about 20 of the shirts had uh splodges where somebody had obviously had plasticol on their hand and it was in like <laughs> quite an obvious place it was just under the print on the on the chest pocket so you would have been able to see that as you were folding these fucking shirts up as well. And you've sent it out anyway. And then a few of them had fucking, uh, or not a few, but one of them had a fucking boot mark on the back of it. So where somebody had <laughs> obviously dropped it and trodden on it. And I was just like, what the fuck, mate? Like, come on, you can't fucking make that up. Other print shops are the available. Pictures, and they were like, um, they didn't even fucking apologize. They were like, Oh well, you know, if you can like send them back to us, uh, we'll we'll get them cleaned and all this. And I was like, "Well, are you going to pay for me to return these because they're obviously not fucking right?" Um, they were like, "No, you need to pay to to get them back to us." That's a fucking book of courier to send them back and everything. And I was just like, after that, I was like, I was fucking done with them. But it was just yeah, like, I think a lot of people are done really with them now. Get custom it well, yeah. That's that's for other reasons. See, but... I have this thing. If <clears throat> sometimes I have a print job that goes absolutely fine, but there'll be like one garment that I'm not pleased with how it came either like it's not as crisp as I'd like it to be or whatever mm. or it's like the very first one it doesn't quite match the very last one that I've printed for one reason because I'm a human being like it's never going to be exactly the same I'm not an automatic human automatic press and but things even I, go wrong on an auto mate it's, yeah I know yeah. but I, I always say to my customers I'm like look I said I'll be honest with you there's a couple I'm not very pleased with and I'll put and I'll take pictures and I'll point it out to them before they get them. And I said, look, take them. If you're not happy with them, obviously I'll replace them. And nine times out of ten, they look at it and they go, We literally cannot see 
what the fuck you're talking about. Like mm. it's it's absolutely fine as it is. Like yeah, and I'm I, like, yeah, I but you went on recently for one of the breweries I print for, and it was normally I do their stuff uh, as water based, um, but they wanted uh, it was just it's just their branding big across the front and everything. And I've always had problems with uh, water-based in particular with Pantones with certain shades of colours. Greens is one of them. They are just a bit of a fucking pig. In my experience, they never look like how they're supposed to. And then the other one is like creams. They're just like really odd. They don't like cure like well in terms of there's a colour change. Um, and they're really hard to get right. So anyway, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it as Plastisol um and they were like yeah that's cool but i wasn't a hundred percent happy with it and anyway turns what what i'd basically done is i had the flash a bit too low so some about half the batch was slightly fibrillated like ever so slightly and it's like if you looked at them side by side like a meter or so away you wouldn't be able to tell the fucking difference but it's like because i'm looking at them like that Mm. right next to my fucking face is like that's not right that's not right and adam you've got all this to come mate Wow. <laughs> for like for like fucking 10 days, I was like, they're gonna send them back, they're gonna send them back, they're gonna send them back. And I was like, I always send up like a follow-up email like afterwards, but I put it off and put it off because I was just like, like I get in my own head way too much. Um just like because I showed them to Nix and Nix was like, they're fucking absolutely fine. She was like, I can't tell the difference between either of them. Mm, and you get like, you get printer's I, eye, don't you? Yeah, and it was like I, I literally raised the flash up by two inches and it stopped happening full stop and i was mm-hmm. just like okay well that's obviously just something i need to know it's, it's just because it was plastisol like you know you don't get that issue as much with water-based um but anyway i'm very conscious on going on a fucking rant here well adam's so, good no adam should be taking notes because you've got uh, all this to come yeah, yeah and like, <laughs> oh yeah think... what, what what do you print are you plastisol or water-based I've only, I've only attempted plastisol so i brought my okay. plastisol couple of months ago and i have an issue at the minute where i have i really want to i in an ideal world i will turn off my website and make everything screen printed and just screen mm, print no. everything my biggest issue at the minute is just time like i've got i've got some more screens delivered today and i've got other screens but it, there's so many orders coming through that i can't mm. spend a day learning screen printing like yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like and, and that's one of my biggest issues at the minute I, being a, a one-man band i did put a post out um yesterday asking for seeing if anyone were were screen printers local who would just come in and do the screen printing for me um funny oh, was enough, that you? I, put it, I put it on um you know the, yeah yeah i saw that <laughs> yeah that one so I I was it on the one, facebook group yeah. yeah i didn't i didn't clock the 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 name <laughs> yes yeah, so I, I, I just um, saw the post i got three people from nigeria get in touch like <laughs> player, can't knock that muscle. <laughs> that's a fucking long commute no yeah and i was like I can't i can't pay for you to come and live in england for like i need like four hours a week that's it do you know what i mean yeah. Um, so yeah i've done i've ran some prints like and they've come out really good and i have spent so much time on youtube and even before getting this press like i was I, I've, I've probably watched all of um what's his name on youtube cam the print life who's not there oh, anymore. yeah Said that one. He was good. Him and um, Cat's <laughs> uh, bit's good as well. Jonathan. Yeah. Yes, he's been a little bit strange, isn't he? But um, yeah, but in the best way. John John yeah, Taino yeah. as well is. Yeah, yeah John Taino is good as well. But he just makes burgers and shit while he's printing. Yeah, he's never seen that one. <laughs> and Bath, Bath's good. Banging. 
Bob yeah. is good. Bath Productions. I don't know if you follow him. No, I, I, it's the print life, and then um, oh Lee, who I just yeah, a pinch of salt with him. In terms of like uh, your, I guess your you said the school of YouTube. Yeah. Who, who's your favourite out of all? Oh, that's a great question. So I've got I've got a proper soft spot for Jonathan. I know Pab does too. Yeah, I love Jonathan. I love Jonathan. I think there's there's one of them that we all learned more from, I think. Like for me, like the I guess the the more technical side of it and the like the better explained side of it, I think, was probably Ryan Moore because his videos were just like at a different level to everybody else at that time sort of thing, mm. like from Ryanette. Um, the Ryanette ones have been dead handy and they're still doing yeah. their series now. It's still but that's, like, that's what I mean. Ryan they were just informative, but it's yeah. like if I wanted to like have fun watching something, I'd watch Cam at Print Life. Yeah, mm. see, I, think I would say Cam a lot of it, but I'd say I haven't really like subscribed or seen what is going I think this is what I, this is my issue, like off contact. And I would just yeah. put in off contact and then watch loads of videos on that. Mm. You know what I mean, and pick up little bits from from each one. Um, mm. But anyhow, it's just like, I think problem solving and like something you know I mean, like sort of your off contact and all, and all that sort of jazz. So, um, but then also for me as well, I think with everything that I've ever done, I do enjoy the whole like it's that like fuck it and find out graph. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the only time for me when because I'm teaching myself, I can only correct. You don't get it right first time. And for me, there's like, right, there's a way around this. So how do I make this work for me? Mm. And just figuring it out. Do you know what I mean? And it might not be the most productive way of doing it. It might not be the best way of doing it. But there's some comfort in finding, figuring it out. The best way of doing it is the way that gets it done. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, completely. And I think with screen printing, you only learn whilst you're doing it. And it's yeah. like we've all been there with starting screen printing and you fuck up garment after fucking garment after fucking garment. And mm. it gets infuriating. It's an infuriating craft and trade to learn. It's like, a fucking trade. It's like, yeah. I, I mean, personally, I think it should be recognized as that. And there should be some kind of, uh, I don't know, fucking institutional whatever that kind of manages the industry as a whole, like just as you have with like, you know, the fucking trades, like electricians and plumbers and shit and their fucking unions or whatever. Not that yeah, I yeah. particularly want a fucking union, but you know what I mean? I'm going off on a fucking tangent again. No, but it's again. like, you know, it, you do learn through doing. It's like you, you can watch shit as much as you like and you can mm. have somebody say to you, oh, you need to hold the squeegee at this angle and it needs to be this pressure, but without actually doing it in your own fucking hands. Yeah. It's like, and then there's the other thing. It's like your squeegee drummer that you might have might be completely fucking different to that bloke over there that you're watching a video of. Yeah, How yeah. easy does coating a screen look the first time you watch someone oh, do yeah. it? I like that. I like that. <laughs> Oh, like yeah. that home without a, like I was doing them in the sun like uh, the print life do and it's uh, not easy at all. It's no. not it so is, great when you got one screen as well. It is you've only got one yeah. screen. No, I did have this was oh, my, right. I just brought like a Hunt the Moon kit, which was like a, a wooden one. Ooh. This was in the early days of the brand, and I did it on like an ironing board just to see what it was all about. And I was like, but that's not gonna work. <laughs> this is <laughs> this you I think you're you're a printer at heart, aren't you? You, 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 are, you are a printer at heart. You've got a touch of the printer about you. Yeah, I just yeah. did it. Yeah, I, like, I think it's something I've always wanted to do for forever, really. Um, mm. And it mm. just looks cool. And I think and this is me being in control of the brand and the, 
I want to be able to go, do you know what? I printed that. We printed mm. that. Do you know what I mean? And that it come, it's come from me, like the whole process. Like it, I do. It will only make what you do better. Absolutely. And I think people do attack, like come to the brand for that reason. Um, mm. Like mm. now I've put out that we are switching how we, how we print and no one's gone, oh, so what you've been doing before is crap. Everyone's dead excited about what comes next. Mm. Yeah. It's just and part of the journey, me. isn't it? It's like, completely. You know, it, is you know as i said before it's like the the i think the entry level was like to starting up a brand or like a garment decoration business or whatever is like the it, it's just opened up so much now especially with the rise of dtf because it's so fucking accessible to get really really good results for stuff and like dtf does get a fucking bad rap like but like i'm not necessarily talking about supercolor because supercolor is a bit different supercolor is yeah. like almost hybrid Mm. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking like traditional DTF because at my now day job, I'm running a DTF machine pretty much all day. Um, and it's fucking really fuck good. Toy. Yeah, no, but it's really fucking good, <laughs> and it has a huge fucking like usage range. Like you know, in terms of like your garment types and everything like the only thing you're really adjusting, unless it's you come in onto like sublimated fucking polyester and shit like that, that's just a fucker. Um the only thing you're ever really adjusting is your time and temperature. There's no major setup involved. There's no huge setup costs. There's no minimum orders. There's no color count limitations. It's like yeah or the downsides of it are you can't pantone match for instance mm. which you know i'm a fucking pantone bitch um and it's not screen printing have you used any dtf no never see again that the thing with dtf is yeah i could have got a better result maybe than vinyl but it gets out of my hands then unless i invest and do it myself but then well, no, but you are. That's the thing. You're, yeah. you're, all you're doing is outsourcing the transfers and you're still pressing everything yourself and you're quality checking everything. That's, I think that's why it's become so popular is, is because it's it's literally like I'm ordering some transfers with my art on yeah. and then I'm in control of the rest of the process without yeah. the, yeah, the cost of a 30, 40 grand machine. Do you, yeah. do, you follow, do you follow Modern Streets? I don't know. Oh, you need to follow Modern Streets. We've had him on two times, is it? Twice, yeah. Right, he's... All his stuff is. Hi, Jack. How are you? <laughs> um, his Pat stuff flashing. is. His stuff is banging. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, he's DT- and it is. His his entire business model is DTF, and it yeah. works for him so well. I've used yeah. little bits of them for the people, but it just wasn't wasn't sold on him really. Um, mm, maybe yeah. I just haven't had the right ones. And I've got I've I've started picking up some printing stuff for other people. Mm. Um, oh, nice. Which are, like, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, so I've done little bits and um. I kind of only want to do projects that inspire me, if, if that makes sense. I know yeah. that's mm. preachy, but I've had people where it's like, oh, can you do a stag do t-shirt? And I'm not interested in that. Do you know what mm. I mean? I want... Yeah, it's very easy to get sucked into that world, unfortunately. Yeah. And it, like, yeah. I don't want it to take away from my brand. My brand is the busiest and that, that brings in the, the money. But mm. if I can get on some cool projects and there's one that I'm working on with a, with a gym where they've been running for 10 years. So they're one in a 10-year affiliate t-shirt, which is gets a bit more creative control and stuff on so um that one there is a version of that i may need to go dtg or dtf which i'll, I'll get in touch about um don't go dtg no see that's under the <laughs> dtg is just uh, 
yeah, again, I haven't really touched into that, so I don't know. Like I said, I've used some transfers. We, we've spoken about DTG it, so much on this it's podcast. A, it's a dark and there's art. some places uh, that do it really, really well and other places that do it really, that's really right. badly. Like there's it. no in-between. to be an in-between. Kanye or Adele. It's like you're either going to get... Yeah, Kanye or Adele, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And every business out there that does DTG will put up these results on yeah. fucking... Instagram or Facebook, being look at the results we produce. It's, it's fucking nine times out of ten, it's not what you fucking receive. Yeah, um, it's like I mean the, the the best DTG I've seen in terms of a big shop doing it is Monster Press. Yeah, um, and they are very fucking good at it. Yeah, they're good. At, they're good at everything, aren't they? We love them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so if, if Monster Press ever listen, we'd love to have a chat. So what what on what on podcast, but you know. What on your um on your I'm, I'm on your Instagram, isn't it? What yeah. have you printed that's on here that, that I can So there was the quite... Did you print that two colour in the end? Uh the big the big one with the smiley face. No one you messaged me about. Well, okay. The one I've done is the it's like the green vintage one, t shirts oh, like, the w- woodland. That one. Like, not that one. I literally okay. got the screen for that today, which is going to be interesting. Um, oh, nice. So it's, it's top down look. Um, let me sit down on my Instagram. Oh, really the one. Quickly, just are you are you making your own screens or are you outsourcing the? No, so I use um, Squeegee Ink. Oh, Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Jesse's been on this pod twice. Twelve one down. Twelve twice once. No, once. Once. She I speak to her all the time. I just get confused about how often I've spoken to her. Second... <laughs> yeah, she was our second ever episode, I think. Yeah, yeah, and they've they've been great with support on the um on the screens and whatever. And that's the next thing is is looking at doing my own screens. Really, um, mm. getting another another mindful. And for me, it's almost like well, I've spent three hundred yeah three hundred quid on screens. Could have put that money to a do you know what I mean into a. But you have to view that as time as well. Of course, mate. Because... It is. Yeah. I think the hard, the the hardest bit of screen printing, is that first bit, dialing in your process because everyone's process is different. Yeah. Of, of of how you know how they how they get the screen done. Like yeah. the time's different. Just, it's just right. time. Yeah. It's there's no quick way of doing it. It's no. like, and as I've already touched on, I'm quite an impatient person, and I just like getting shit done. That was yeah. the most infuriating part to me of like, and there were times when I was like, I very very nearly gave up with the I loved it house because the the brand came yeah but your your brain works very fucking differently I fucking me, loved like, it like in, I mean that in a very nice way my <laughs> brain is just like 297 yeah. till six <laughs> yeah um but it was like my my enjoyment because the brand came first and then the print mm. shop came off the back of that and the print yeah, shop yeah. ended up doing a lot better than the brand um but my whole thing with downcast was the creative process and that to me wasn't part of like the necessarily the creative part that was the like i guess the yeah. more scientific part of it and i was just like but like, i love it now like right. because i know what i'm doing and i've figured yeah. out my processes and my fucking exposure times and like you know how to fucking degrease the screen properly and my drying times and everything that's all fucking great but it's taken me probably going on five years to get here yeah you know to where i feel really comfortable with it and it's like i can come back after a eight nine hour day at work and work for three hours with essentially my fucking eyes closed because i know what i'm doing 
And that's obviously- the thing. And, and I, like, I do love that, the process and wanting to learn. But at the yeah. same time, I'm kind of like, can I take a full day out to mess around with that? Another mm. thing, an issue I have is I have my office is probably like, it's 12 foot square, it's tiny. So I don't, I don't have any natural light, which is great as a, as an mm-hmm. exposure booth sort of thing, but there's no washout. I'd have to do it at home. I'd have to transfer the screen. So at the minute to get someone else to do them for me and to know their spot on. It, it makes sense. Some, some, sometimes you need to outsource it and like, you've got a great print out of it. I'm looking at the t-shirt now and it is, it's a good print. Yeah. So the 12th one down, see that run of t-shirts, I did the back of them and um, they all came out brilliant. And then I did the front for the chest print. And they're all just slightly off on the chest, which was the only thing that I just, that's where I need to go back at and now practice that. What do you mean by slightly off? Just, just wonky, just not quite. Okay. Like that's, that's just time in the saddle. Yeah. And I can put it on a heat press, on a heat press straight every time. Mm. Just just those was a, was a thing. But then like we said, we talk about the process and I was thinking, well, today I was printing stuff. So I'm still using vinyl. So I can put a t-shirt down measure it from the top point, measure it across, stick my my, my um, vinyl on, little heat resistant tape, put it on the, put mm. it on the heat press. And I'm, now I'm thinking, well, why can't I do that on my screen? Maybe. Onto my screen press. It's lasers. You need, you need lasers. <laughs> like, again, I love my that. lasers. My lasers are a game changer. Lasers. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not cheap, are they, lasers? No, my lasers, I've built my own system. I think the whole thing cost me 70 quid all in. Maybe you need yeah, to. Well, where's mine, Pav? You promised well, me you'd build me one. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going through phase two at the minute. I'm having a little bit of a rejig with it, but it works really well. <laughs> what it's <laughs> great, I've had a couple of people ask me this, actually. What it's great for, a lot of the jobs I do, because I'm, I'm basically a contract printer now, is I do, I'll do the same design across a massive size run. So I'll go all the way from, like, the... The, the job I've just finished, it was an extra, extra, extra small. It was a kid's one. It was just for a, ages one to two, all the way up to a triple XL adults. And I don't want to waste time if I'm doing the chest print because they want the chest print the same, thankfully, they want the chest print the same size on all the garments. Um, I don't want to waste time changing the pallets over. So I have the laser set up to where the garments got to finish for each size. So then I know I can just go, dunk print that one i haven't got to change anything and it's been it's probably saved me three hours worth of work each time i run a job like that it's it's weird little things like that it's just little You're little bits where you can really away. really good at that sort of thing though and it's fucking really annoying just nibbling away at little these little things just to like dial it in like, pav, pav will go and do something this is going to sound like a fucking love song to pav and it's not meant to be because i think he's a cunt um <laughs> but but it's like he'll do these he'll do these little things and it's just like god you're a fucking wanker (laughs) really annoying but you're annoyingly clever oh i'm not clever i'm a lot of things i'm not clever mate i can't even picture in my head how how lazy take the fucking compliment pav you just have them like but thanks man i appreciate you can there's two ways of doing it so what you can do is when when you when you set up the the transparency on the thing when you're lining the screen up to it you can set the lasers to the minor two crosshairs. Yeah. So I set them up. So it's basically creates a box around where the image is going to sit. Yeah. So I know when I load the garment on, I slide the garment on and I can see exactly where that is going to fall when I lower the screen down. Mm-hmm. So that's one way of doing it. The other way of doing it is if you know that you want the print to be, say you want the print to be 
two inches off the center line, for example, for maybe, and then a few inches down or whatever, yeah, yeah. you can set one point off two inches from where it is. So it lines up with the center of the thing. So you know whatever size garment you're putting on, you're lining up with that laser rather than the palette. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Lining yeah. The, and then you know exactly when you lay it down, that's where it's going to sit, and it's going to all going to be exactly the same. That also means though, if you do set them up wrong, that you fuck up all of them, and <laughs> <laughs> and not just one or two. I'll send you a little video, Adam, when I'm when I've got the laser set up at the weekend. I'll send you a little video so you can see what I'm not talking one, not about. Not one of those videos, Pav. We've got no, not one. It's got freaking lasers. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just on your site and I'm just curious as to what blanks you're using. Is it can I guess? Go on then, yeah. Are you so on I'm the specifically website? looking at the woodland too. Yeah. Is that a mock-up or is that a photo? That's a mock-up, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you have any photos? Of, of that one. Oh no, you oh no, you do. Hang on. I'm I'm just trying to be a clever cunt now because Pat's Pat's been clever. You're clever um, as well. 240 GSM. Go on, you know what color? it is. Which one? I am looking I know what it is because Adam black sent it to acid me. Smiley T. No, that's not is it. Is it Stanley no. Stella? No. Does it build your brand? Yes. They're oversized. Yeah. I wasn't going to join in because Adam sent me the links to everything that he prints on already. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit disingenuous. Your your acid wash one. Yes. That is Stanley Stella, is it not? No, that's not. Is it not? It's not, no. This is not a paid partnership. That one is sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, ah. you remember, yeah, yeah. There's two sort of <laughs> yeah. The pay partnership one is AS Color. Got those one, and there. then the other one is Continental. No. Oh fuck's sake, <laughs> mate! You've got you are fucking shit at this. You need to, you need to step away from the squeegee, mate. <laughs> the other, the other acid like one, which is the uh, with the black with the the green and pink smiley on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand as well. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, do you know what with that, those? Like, the collar looks identical to where are they? Here. This is a continental one. They look like yeah, they're very identical. similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those um, the build your brand ones, like the black ones are great, but I've had loads of problems with the grey ones on those. Um, they're okay. just like the wash on them. Just they get they get holes underneath their armpits and things. You okay? Oh, really. Yeah, yeah. I just got cramp in my leg. <laughs> what's this? What's this one that's like a fleece with a with a scalloped bottom? With the little quarter zip. Like, yeah, that's really that's, nice. Um, tried tried eye. That is that one. It's really fucking. Really I've not seen that garment really, before. Yeah. yeah, it's good. That dead rallywise they are. Yeah, um, we love we love a bit of rallywise. Yeah. Hi, yeah, Lewis. We have the same rep. We we go and terrorise him at the show, don't we, Darcy? Yeah. <laughs> You need to come he up to um Fritman promotion. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he loves us. He's I mean, a lovely he's boy. He's too nice to hate anybody though, it seems. <laughs> so he's I'm interested to um now we've been over your garments and stuff. What's your design process like for all of this? Like how, how where do the ideas come from? How does it how does it work? Originally they were just um 
a lot of them were kind of built in the, born in the gym if you know what i mean we do an mm. overtraining crew i did a originally like if you scroll the way down on the website there's a, a fuck running a fuck burpees which are not overly original when, just quickly to, when you when you said born in the gym i just had an image of a bodybuilder giving birth to a t-shirt then <laughs> It wouldn't be a T-shirt. It'd have sleeves missing, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they were just like just phrases and things that that are kind of from the gym, and then it it kind of just they they're just stuff that I kind of like, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, do you design them yourself? Yeah, I do it all the design myself. Um, they're all very basic, and they're all quite. Um, you say that they they there's a deftness to your hand, like yeah. particularly with color choices as well. Yeah, mm. but even the scale that you've done, like the, you know, the, the antisocial uh, listeners, you need to go and look at these because they're actually they're incredibly colourful. In, the, in the, they're almost like it almost reminds me of like nineties teenage mutant ninja turtle toxic yeah. sort yeah, of yeah, style, yeah. yeah, um thing. But they're even the scale of the smiley face to the size of the writing. There's and and the put on the nanos. There's a, there's a, you've got a designer's eye, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah. So I've never yeah. done any, I've never had any training or done any design or graphic design or anything. It just, and they are a lot of them are just they get this little idea, knock it around, and I think that's one of the beauties of vinyl. And, mm. and printers will probably say it's just as easy as them to get it on a screen, but for me, it was literally I can do. It's, it I don't, it's not, and anyone who says that's lying, it's a, it's yeah. a process, like it, and it's an expensive process because yeah. it's. You know, there are things involved like i know it's emulsions cheap now but it's the time of that but no you, I, I make you right there you can probably mock that up relatively quickly yeah so some of the t-shirts in the early days i know we did like some just send it ones which i had i remember having the idea on holiday and it the just send it came from a meme or a youtube video and then people were using it in the gym and again i was i'm not the first person to put it on a t-shirt but we we use i use the nike font which is on your computer mm. uh, and just went from there and i remember putting them out whilst i was on holiday as a mock-up as a pre-order and then they they just went from there but a lot of them are just just ideas that can come out of my head there's no i never really look at what other people are doing or a trend or um, yeah I, I think it's quite obvious actually that you don't because there's not i can't see anything you've done that is similar to i mean apart from the name obviously that is yeah. similar to other people yeah so there is um we did do like there's some that are just for fun like they just send it or just uh they're just kind of like they get a little free hit on instagram do you know what i mean they create mm. a bit of drive yeah. foot burpees foot running a same they're not they're not anything genius but they just work for the community we were, i was aiming at to start with mm. um and we did a only fitness um, one in lockdown. <laughs> with the OnlyFans logo. I'm sure, I have no idea what OnlyFans is. I'm sure I don't. Never heard of it. Um, <laughs> Never. So yeah, it. and that, that's all it is really. Just a little bit. Like, say, I'm a big fan of the streets, and I wanted to to get that in there somehow. Um, um, so yeah, there's not. The have, you, have you seen the streets live? Have you been fortunate enough to see them? I have, mate. I've seen them a couple of times, and I've got tickets to go and see them in Manchester. As I was well. about to say you going to the Manchester one. I was supposed to be yeah. going to that, but I um. I had to, unfortunately, I can't make the date. I've, I've seen them at Brixton. I saw them at, um, at the O2, Brixton, Brixton yeah. Academy. Be, being a, being a, a, a CrossFit-inspired brand, I guess, you could fit, fit you could use Fit But You Know It as your, like, anthem. Not a bad one, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, the, mate, look at you giving ideas away yeah. for free. Yeah. <laughs> so another one that I want to... pounds, please. <laughs> Bet you look good Just on the Just on fonts right Yeah, place, so. that, would look, that would be good. Yeah, I uh, at my uh, day job, we got a um, 
uh, an inquiry for a, a sports team that wanted their stuff printed. And they were like, oh, we want we want this and that and that. And we want uh, this text on the front in the same in the same font as the Adidas logo. And I was just like, surely that being a bit naive, I was like, surely they're going to have like got something like custom made. It's like, no, it's ITC avant garde. <laughs> That's what the font is called. And it's a free font. Really? Yeah. I was just like, it. Well, the, the Nike wow. font, like you said, is on. Um, it's oh, just. Um, Impact, but with a yeah, italic, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, it impact? Yeah, yeah. Sure, it's yeah, no, it yeah. Zero asset, yeah. Yeah, but um, it is there. And I think even when they, I think that Nike paid like fifty quid for their swoosh back in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. It was a massive isn't it? thing about that was that she ended up getting like more. They money gave her shares, didn't they, or something or other? Is that right? Something like that. Yeah, but it's not as much as like. I mean, the companies are. I don't know if you've seen um, Air. The Michael Jordan. I've not, I've not watched that yet. It's on my it's list. Fucking, it's really good. Really, yeah. really good. I didn't know what to think when I when I started watching it, but it's a genuinely a really good movie. Um, and it's just like to realize even back then how big they were, or how big they became after fucking Jordan came on board, was like, yeah, I bet she's a bit gutted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you if you read Shoe Dog or that's the book that for about. Yeah. What's his name? Some at night, isn't it? But yeah, that's well worth a read for the like the insight into Nike and how it started. Um, yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. um? Can you explain why you use such bright colours other than the fact it looks really fucking cool? Is there is there or did I just hit on it like nineties? Like, so, I mean, I'm colourblind and I can see your colours. <laughs> <laughs> so when it, when I first started, like there were loads of in in the space. The other the other people that were designing it was like another athlete tee, or it was like so-and-so barbell club or do you know what i mean it was always mm, yeah. the same sort of stuff and i wanted something that just really stood out and i think for me being from that era and loving something that's a bit more bright and in your face that's all it was really just to create some mm. attention um you should check out um check out altus i was about to say that do you heard yeah. altus no yeah, would it? He he's he's got a basic. What his is similar to yours in as much as it's like gym wear, but it's not really. Well, he's, like he's just focused on like running. Okay. Um, but he started out. His brand started out as like a club night. Okay. And then it moved into like a clothing brand focused on like runners and streetwear and that. And photography. Um, it's really cool. And he's a fucking lovely bloke. Yeah. And he's, yeah he's doing some cool stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's in a in a similar sort of sphere to you. It's uh, okay. it's weird because it's like within like like with downcast, like it's the tattoo inspired sort of sphere and everything. Yeah. And especially during COVID, there were so many people doing it, including tattoo artists who were obviously out of work and they were like, I'm just gonna release merch and try and make some money that way, sort of thing. And it was so oversaturated that it was like it was a niche that became not niche anymore. Yeah. It was just like it was like a, a bit of like a just just this huge culture fucking fashion thing like and it was it was hard to compete um and yeah it was everybody was like ripping each other off so it's nice to see these like other like like niches sort of thing like yourself and fucking like loads of other guests that we've had on that are doing something like different you know what i mean yeah. like, there, there are fucking brands in the tattoo inspired thing that are doing things very differently like you know we had um uh, Rob from Darkest Day on, and like he yeah. is in that sphere still. Yeah, yeah. It's like his style is very different. Um, it's yeah, it's just cool. 
It's just I cool. Think, so think, you, it's cool to see people being creative in, in yeah, creative Yeah, I think that's, what, that's the thing, I think, with being creative. And I see loads of brands who pop up and it's about making some money. Mm-hmm. never that for me luckily well, we see that as print shops all the time like yeah and it like can we just make a book out of this and it just for me i wanted that creative control i don't want to mm. i could so I, I could have invested all my money on some other t-shirts printed by someone else instead of spending the money on my press but that's not what i want to do do you know what i yeah. mean i want to mm. be able to have that control on it myself or or I am starting to use the other artists now. Like that Wadland T-shirt is done by another artist. That wasn't me. It's really nice. Uh, it's I cool, mean, if, isn't well, it? If you don't want your money, though, you know you can send it to me and Pav. <laughs> <laughs> Try, tried to send it to me. I was too busy, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that. What What's going to be really fun for you? I'm really looking forward to this for you because I had this exact thing. Is that when I went from printing heat transfer vinyl. To moving over to screen printing, I didn't under, didn't really understand at the time the difference. I just thought it was a quicker way of doing what I was doing. Yeah, but it is although you obviously you can do what you're doing, but quicker eventually. The possibilities it actually opens up are way more because the yeah. the images you can produce, like the the layering of colours, like yeah. it's just it's it's just gonna be such a fun world for you to be in. Yeah, and that and it's remember. not like yes, the uh, the profit margins a little bit better. Mm. Do not mean than doing yeah. vinyl like well, the, the hell of a, because HTV vinyl is fucking extortion. Really expensive, really expensive, and and the cost of what I pay for a screen setup and the ink will do me hundreds of t-shirts. Where mm. so on the the ones with the the repeated logo with the smiley over the top is obviously two sheets of twelve inch vinyl, and you look mm. at like two pound a sheet of vinyl. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So no, it's not you're looking at pennies for the ink. Yeah, next to the I I remember when when I f- very first did like a full on like half tone printed design with screen printing, and I was just like I was like putting it together in Photoshop, and it was just a single color print. Um, and it was this thing I did for the brand. I don't look if I put it on there. I don't. Um, no, I do. First one I did like properly was this, and it was basically like a photo manipulation thing in um photoshop and overlaid a load of Im- images over each other and it's basically a spaceman in space with a skull and a helmet and everything and blah 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 and a creative reflection underneath and it re- was originally going to go down the dcg route and i was like no fuck it i'm going to like try and like you know grayscale it and bit my pet and everything like that and it came out fucking perfectly and after that, and the some of the half tones in that are so fucking small that literally yeah. no other print method could even come close to it. Like whether it's DTG or fucking DTF, I mean vinyl wouldn't come anywhere no, no, near yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but like DTG and DTF, they just wouldn't come close. And it was just like that's where screen printing still has its fucking place. Like the 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 rise of like the digital stuff, I think, is going to weed out some things in screen printing yeah um yeah. like you know particularly your low quantity stuff because it's just not worth it for the money like from a, from a customer's point of view it's not worth it for the money um and they're getting all right we know that it's not the same quality but the customer doesn't necessarily because it's still going to last 50 plus washes or whatever without any really noticeable wear if it's good 
DTF, for instance. Yeah. Um, but there's just some things that there's Paz said. There's some things that screen printing does that just nothing else really can. The the the, the biggest highlight for me was not having to have having to weed vinyl ever again. Oh man, so over it, so over it. And it's then, shit, like, isn't it? It's the worst, yeah. isn't it? So like, I don't know. Well, I've just cleared the website today for the first time in probably two weeks. Like, fully got on top of it. Um, hmm. So I say those, like the I released the there was the lilac and like the lime t-shirt, and I, when I put those out, they did a hundred over the first weekend. Christ so, alive! So I've got to then the weed out the whole logo back. Oh, then that's painful. The bit on the chest, like, and it just—it's got too much. And this is another thing to go to screen printing. Yeah, it, the profit is great. The creative where I can go to next with it mm. is, is endless. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Open yeah. and I just not for hit a, like a stale point with the brand, but there's more that I want to do, and I and I can't do that yeah. with with um, with vinyl. That original logo, that original design had all the letters so it's just the outline of the letters mm. with the smiley over the top and i remember doing it, i was like i've got to weed all these out so as, as i've gone i've got better yeah. at knowing what what design works better with vinyl um mm. but i just want to take it to the next level really and i think mm. it's been a learning curve for me i started printing on bella canvas um tops which were all right and then discovered the build your brand stuff and a bit of anthem and then as color now and or stella then as color and as i've got better with garments i'm like i need to need to give these the the print quality that they deserve do you know what i mean yeah. well that's the thing you're spending the money on the fucking blanks like yeah why not match it with the best quality like the last print shop that i worked for was an auto shop that i was running production for and they would pretty much exclusively print on gildan and then moan about the uh, print surface, the, the the kind of print feel. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's not perfectly smooth. And it's just like, all right, you know, th there are some printers out there that will say like, yeah, you can get a perfectly smooth print on a Gildan, which they might be able to, but I never managed it. Yeah. It was like, it's just not a good print surface. And, and that's the same for putting um, vinyl on it. Mm. you can feel it can't you yeah and it just looks better and like the as color stuff like their their classic yeah. is a great t-shirt and um it's my, it is my all-time favorite t-shirt yeah. <laughs> all-time favorite it's, it's just I'm, i don't think anything prints like it they're just straight aren't they as well <laughs> like the same yeah, kind of yeah perfect and they like I, I printed a lot on like used a lot of stella stanley but they're a lot of their hoodies and sweatshirts there was just like the weight in them just changed and were different and and even then, I, I just, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm a, I have terrible imposter syndrome. This is another thing. And the whole time with doing vinyl, I've never felt um, like I was being, like, I could stand up for it. Do you know what I mean? And always that worry. And it'll probably be there when I'm doing screen printing, that worry that stuff's going to come back or people are going to... That, that never goes away, unfortunately. Yeah, and I can no. imagine, imagine <laughs> well, it. Well, I think it goes away when you, when it, stops being the craft for you and you sort of stop caring about it that's when it goes away it doesn't go the whole time you have love but, and care but for no it. but then even then it comes back tenfold because yeah. you're like fuck people have paid me a lot of money here yeah and what the fuck am i doing with my life <laughs> <laughs> i love this industry but fuck me sometimes it's like yeah it's hard 
Yeah, so customers that are when you start questioning your judgment, like it's yeah, it's tough. Yeah, and it's, I suppose it goes back to that for the job that you did for the the brewery and checking the seeing the different colours, yeah. isn't it? It's and I think because it's just giving a shit, isn't it? That's what it comes yeah. down. To. No, no, that's yeah. all it boils down to. Because that's if I it. if I didn't give a shit, like you know, the last place I worked at, hmm. like I'd be sending out crap every day. Yeah. And like you know, there is there is a limit though. You have to know when you're being hard on yourself. Yeah, no, no, of course there is, and you you have to have that threshold because it's kind of like the manufacturers of the the garments you're buying, they have a fucking allowance for fucking size variation or Mm. how long the shirt is or where the stitches are, etc., etc. So you have to give yourself a little bit of allowance to can I get by with that? And it's like. Yeah, 99 times out of 100, you can because the customer's not going to notice it. But it's like, if it's like, if you notice that straight away, it's like, that's not, that's going in the fucking scrap heap for me. Mm. It's like, I have to actually properly look at a perfect one and a one that in my eyes is imperfect side by side. And if I'm kind of going, mm, if I'm arming and in, then I know it's probably good enough mm. because nobody else is going to, you know, I'm, like micro analyzing it yeah like as you do pav as well like you know it's yeah once once you get once you get your eye in (laughs) yeah it's hard though because it's like imagine you know that i do obviously have plans to kind of like i mean probably leave the job that i'm in at the minute and my boss knows this anyway like you know it's not anything immediate that's happening but he knows my plans and to basically go auto and have my own fucking place again because that's what I had previously, and I fucking miss working for myself full time. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's figuring out the point where you kind of have to let some stuff go. You know, I think that's what I would struggle with, probably. Well, I think this I'm is a yeah. So it's all hypothetical, but you know, this is this is a good a good point to um ask you then, Adam. Yeah. Uh, if there's anything that I'm going to jump in and do your question here, Darcy. No, no, go for it, mate. Um, is there anything that you would add? to antisocial athletes club that would take you to the next level i think i think going screen printed is the mm. going full screen so you're, you're partly there anyway then aren't you yeah i'm partly there and, it, and it's just a matter of time really and i'm very impatient so i want it all done tomorrow um, mm. but it will to take everything screen printed would be the the next step really um and then grow it from there so i feel like i've stalled a little bit with vinyl um, and as soon as we can go more details, different, better, better, different colorings and that sort of thing. And th- mm. that's the next level. I never really looked too far down the line. I never really had a plan for it. Again, it comes down to just being creative and I've just rolled with it. And, and Yeah, I think yeah, you, you probably have to stick with that for a while because it's working as a creative outlet. So you don't really want to change that. No. It's just, it's just the, the methods of how you're creating the garments more than Absolutely. anything that's going to change yeah, around yeah. you, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, and it, and it comes all down to a lifestyle as well. I think, like, I am at a point where I've worked really hard for this. So, I was printing on a on a table in the kitchen, and then mm. printing late at night, and getting on a Saturday and a Sunday, and I've had people in and helping me. So, it's been a graft to get to this point. And I do feel that I'm like, with screen print, I've never held stock either, so it's always oh, been okay. like to order, and it, I've never maybe put as much faith in the brand as I should have done. Because I never think anything's going to sell. I just. Um, do you think that's not putting faith in the brand, or do you think that's not putting faith in yourself? Maybe a bit of both. Maybe mm. a bit of both. 
like I just I just I'm I'm surprised to see someone out and about wearing my clothing and I'm surprised when we go and do a pop-up and it makes a thousand pounds like do you know what I mean and I, I've, mm. I've still got that buzz for it and um like putting stuff out I remember like say turn when are we putting a release out and making the first 500 quid do you know what I mean mm. like I, the buzz of that and then it was a thousand so I never I never expected it to do as well as it is it is doing I, I, it would be far like, worse if it was the other way around if you're expecting it to do really it, well when it did shit yeah yeah and it it's always that maybe it's a good thing that it's that drive to like right what what can we do next and is it is it going to succeed is it going to do well and that's kept the buzz for me mm. um, so yeah i just i can't remember what the original question was <laughs> about anything you'd add to take yeah, you to the next level just want to keep growing it um do you reckon you'll add embroidery yourself at some point because obviously you've got embroidered bits haven't you I, I don't know i think for the outlay and for the amount that i do um maybe not at the moment like i'm really lucky there's a lady who does embroidery for me that's that's around the corner from my office she gives me a trade price um, and she looks very good looking at the what you've had done yeah she's brilliant yeah, really no, good um and she's just around the corner and she looks after me and i can do you know what i mean so maybe um I'd i'm like going to show you how good i am at embroidery okay <laughs> so this is my embroidery machine here i like it um yeah so it's my first time trying to embroider a hat and uh, I wanted to make a hat for a, to match my snowboard with the snowboard's Quickly, brand what, on it. What happened was is that hat that's on Pav's head is now embroidered into his head. He <laughs> thought he had to put his head under <laughs> the embroidery machine. Um, anyway, I did, the embroidery's come out quite nice, but I've done it too high, right? which isn't great. right? But the worst problem is that I've stitched the front to the back. Um <laughs> Like completely, <laughs> completely stitched it. Oh god! Yeah, um, not my proudest moment. It's not the smartest thing I've ever done. Probably never not the do dumbest thing I've ever done. You'll never yeah. do it again. Embroidery is hard as fuck. Yeah, like, I can imagine. Yeah, it is. Imagine. I, I have utmost respect for anyone that can do it well consistently. It's um, Paul. Well, we respect Paul. Hi, Paul. <laughs> oh. I think with embroidery, really. the that. listeners are going to think I hate Paul. I don't. I love him, but I genuinely do. Paul, I love you. <laughs> oh, it's got. I like, oh. like the hats that you chose as well. The bucket hats—they're quite cool, aren't they? Yeah, they are cool. I do like them, and um, they've come out really good. Yeah, and I do. They, I do like a bit of an accessory and a hat, and a, and they they sell really well. I don't think there's anything like fitter than a milf in a bucket hat <laughs> you know what i mean Wait until you see me in a bucket hat. Do you know what i mean Niche, you know though. what i mean though there's there's a certain there's a certain type of better listen to pab's eyes just glazed over there certain type of yeah i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna put that save that one for the tank later there's a certain type of woman that wears a bucket hat that it just there's something about them you know what i mean they're quite <laughs> no, they're, the, they're 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 the, they're the, they're the sexy I mean. woman's hat of choice i think <laughs> If you're, you're, if you're thinking of cowboy hats, Pat. If, you, if you're a woman and you wear bucket hats, hit me up on Instagram. <laughs> that doesn't sound fucking weird. It does sound, but not in a creepy way. Like, not in a, just in a general, just say, hi, I wear bucket hats. <laughs> that would be like, let me follow your hat home. <laughs> right. Um, as, we're reversing roles then, are we? We are, yeah. All right. 
Um, uh, oh God, this feels weird. It was really weird. Well, did you have a different question than each, did you? Yeah. We, we, we ask the same questions each time, but because okay. we sort of, because we, we're very loose with how it goes, yeah, yeah, generally, yeah. if one of us sees that the question's sitting there open, yeah, based on the conversation, we'll just sort of... I've never asked this last it. question, though, so I'm, I'm like... Phew. You can right. do it. I believe in you. <laughs> stretch. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, uh, what achievement are you most proud of in your time running the brand so far? Um... Did I do good, Daddy? He did very well. <laughs> um, so we've done we've done a few things. I think like we've we've helped some athletes. Um, so we we helped raise some money for um a girl to go to um Amy Williams, who is a, a British weightlifter, mm. to go to a, a, a world competition. She raised like eight hundred quid to help pay her her funds. Oh, um, amazing! Which was cool. Did a little collaboration T-shirt and just and just sent all the profit over over to them um we did one of my we had um i had a design stolen last november um by another another clothing brand within our same space um so that the, sure. the acid smiley with the repeatable logo on the back that hmm. was stolen badly um, ripped it off wholesale like. yeah like yeah so they um bastards yeah so they they are literally so the some of the people that do the brand they're, they're famous youtubers and they train at a gym not far from here. And I know some of the oh. people who work at that gym and I've trained there and, it, and it, they just literally ripped it off. So Instagram... Do, do you want to... Do, do we can cut this bit out and do you want to tell me who they are and I can call them out and just call them cunts? Because <laughs> I, I don't they, care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're called Hustle Made and they, I've spoke to them about it. Um, and they, <clears> they, they, they claimed it was the, their, their uh, artwork department or graphic department. Um, so I was fully professional about it. I was just like... I'll just leave this here for Hustle Made. Um, and the internet and Instagram did their thing and went. <laughs> they went for them, did they? I didn't have to do anything. And then to be fair, they they kind of reached out and we um they put their profits went to to charity, or as far as I know. So a fair amount of money went to charity. And I think that, that was, is how you do things. Yeah. Mm. So and I I said that the best thing to do would be to 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 donate that money to a charity. Whether it did, mm. I don't I don't know. But the the context was there in it. And yeah, so I'm kind of proud of those moments. We we donated a load of food. Well, I donated a load of food to a food bank. We did um during COVID, we I did a t-shirt called Relentless. Uh we did I did um so I did relentlessly staying at home and we did football COVID like our in the football t-shirts. And then we spent like 300 quid to enter the food banks during COVID, which was oh amazing. Um, just a good thing to do. I think there's a platform there, and I've I've kind of built a platform where I can yeah. do some good you know what i mean so if i can every now and then i will do we, we've done t-shirts for um mental health and and raise money for that sort of thing and his intention to do more things like that with the brand i don't i have an issue where so there's a thing with mental health now and it is absolutely a thing and i i do struggle with anxiety and i think being a creative there are times when mm. i have struggled um mm. but i don't i don't i have this thing where you set up a brand to make money yeah do you know what i mean and that's where we've, i don't think we've right. had a few we've had i think we've had three brands on that are built around mental health yeah mm. but we've had a lot of requests from brands to come on that say they support mental health and it's kind of like oh we donate 10 percent of our profits to yeah 
to their mind or whatever Mm. and it's just i have no interest in those conversations like the the ones that we've had on are ones that is it's mental health awareness first global second yeah um and the two that spring to mind in particular are tacona who we had on at the end of season one and they do the um what's the campaign it's okay to talk yeah and that's aimed at basically guys with cars yeah which is a pretty toxic fucking um i guess niche to be in sort of thing you know it's a bit macho it's a bit you know whatever and then the other one was heads above the waves which was that my my first episode yeah Yeah. Yeah. Pub's debut um and they're a fucking brilliant organization and both of those are prime examples of mental health first clothing brand second absolutely and it's like it's just about opening up the conversation yeah um it's probably worth mentioning jack as our old Elton's. yeah 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 no his 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 his, his, um his is a slightly different take on it but yeah yeah similar similar thing i just i think think sometimes like what qualifies people and i think this is an issue now where people are and it's difficult ground to tread on i know that and everyone like has their doubles but i think it just i don't want to be a brand that's we're moving to more sustainable stuff now like i use better better um postage packaging and that sort of thing i don't want to shout about it because like, i just think it should just be the norm yeah 100 percent. like and it isn't it I'm shouldn't be an incentive me. for people to shop with you uh, i mean we sorry I, I, i'm butting in i'm no, butting in a lot no, today. It's fine, yeah. but it's because it's conversation it's conversation i'm yeah. fucking interested in and enjoy having um but like when we went to print where me and Pav had this this discussion and it was like you'd see all the manufacturers pop up and they've got their eco range yeah and it's just like well if it's that easy to do why don't you just make your entire fucking range eco rather than it just being something that you can sell and make more profit on than the rest of your standard range because it's more expensive and probably made with the same materials just in uh, a fucking factory with a solar panel on the roof what would actually be better is to have a range that they know isn't quite as good as it should be, but like there are certain things that certain garments, the way they're produced, right, wonky vegetables. Yeah, well, exactly. But yeah, be like, no, no. What I mean is, like, if there's something that is isn't particularly like ecologically friendly, but there's like there's only one way of actually making this garment, and it's a necessary garment. Have that on a separate separate brow to be like, mm-hmm. look, this this garment. There's only one way you can of making. Call it this. the cunt section. <laughs> Like, I'd just be, I'd just be hanging around there the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're yeah. we're a hundred percent on board with it. It should be, it shouldn't be a, a selling point. It's not a USP no, to I... not want the planet to burn in a fiery heat death. Yeah, I'm not, I'm <laughs> one not of the first you... investments I made with Downcast was to get compostable packaging, and the minimum order quantity for these fucking mailers was because they weren't paper now what i've got is i've got paper bags and i've got like a pizza box stamp yeah and i stamp every single bag myself but the first ones we got um when we went to like branded packaging were these white uh, uh compostable mail bags um but the minimum order quantity was a thousand pieces and i could only afford one size so they turned up and they looked fucking banging um and they were fucking great up until the point where I decided to release hoodies that wouldn't fit in the <laughs> fucking bag. <laughs> so even that, perfect they don't t-shirts. Make it easy. 
they don't yeah. make it easy. No, exactly. But some that are, like, I've just got some now that are made from recycled materials. But I don't mm. like, so they're not compostable. I don't know if they can be recycled. Do you know what I mean? So there is another loop through it. And also, like I say, the, the minimum order quantity and also the sizings. I want one that can fit as a large letter. Mm. You know what I mean? And the yeah. sizings are all off, so then that becomes a bit of a minefield. But it, and it's and I'm not doing it because I'm like, look at us, buy some, buy more stuff from us. It's just because the way it should be, really. And if, if you I ever can... move to paper packaging, these guys, can you see that? Okay, yeah, yeah. Kilby this episode packaging. is sponsored by Kilby Packaging. <laughs> oh, I fucking <laughs> wish it was. I love a good packaging deal. Uh, he, lo- he loves package. a tiny package. Um, but yeah, no, they're fucking great. They, I mean, they do have a minimum order. I think you have to order like like four cases worth of stuff. But yeah. it's like a case is like it's like two hundred fucking yeah um, mailers or whatever. So we've got three sizes. We've got one for the socks, then a medium one for like the t-shirts, and then a bigger one for like either bigger orders or hoodies or whatever. And it works perfectly. We never need anything bigger and never need anything smaller. Um, and it's just like yeah, I mean the stamp. For, for, for the bags probably cost us hundred quid, but it's paid itself back fucking tenfold. So like even the lady at the post office was like, Oh, I love your packaging. And it's just like no, she said she loves your package, Darcy. <laughs> oh, she's a bit rank. But um oh, she's lovely. This lady is sponsored by the this episode is sponsored by the rank lady at the post office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's lovely. She's got great personality. Um does she wear bucket hats? <laughs> 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 I might, uh, might buy a bucket out from the anti-social athletes club and then uh, give it to give Ooh. it to penny at the post office and then take a picture for pav i mean i'm there but yeah um do you have any questions for us um one of them was how the hell do you get a straight chest print but we've we've figured that out with lasers <laughs> a lot of worse even if you don't have lasers um what so what right, sort of platinum on, have you got, on, have you got a... lasers lasers what sort of platinum have you, got? have you got one that's got like the weird nut stubby neck shape or have you got a completely square one yeah, yeah the neck neck sort yeah of so thing. that's actually easier because okay. you can is it? i think it is yeah because because the you can't pull the garment any further forward than that you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you go all the way through and then take it, take the edges and just lead it up. But I just yeah. like honestly, that's all you I have to do. Pictures, but they're just all over the place. What I need to do is figure a way of finding out that it's lined up before I do a print on it. Another thing to do, um, and I have done this with a couple of jobs when I was starting out, is to um, stand with your feet next together. No, just uh, just re- redesign the logo so it's not square. So it's like over over a circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's the thing we've talked about this before as well like when you're loading shirts on um can't remember what episode it was Might that was tom with tom from uh yeah tom from boys, boys of bedford. bedford um and i gave you a lesson in how to load a shirt yeah <laughs> lesson um but it's no that you were saying that it's like for ages you were standing with like your foot one further forward and that everything it's kind of like then you you're almost standing at a bit of a one yeah, right? yeah. Like, like putting yeah. your shirt on so it's like standing perfectly i guess parallel yeah 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 is that, uh, perpendic- parallel perpendicular to, technically perpendicular yeah I'll be totally honest to the, um, another thing is i've probably only done 10 chest prints so i, I know uh, it's, it's all time in the saddle yeah yeah, yeah. 
and it's just yeah and I, and I know mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing with me now is is I think because I'm so busy with the brand it's having time to f- just fuck stuff up do you know what I mean yeah. and like right I've just done 20 t-shirts and I can do I can only do use 10 of them do you know what I mean and mm-hmm. that's some of the, my fear that's at the minute. all part of the process mate you're not it, yeah. you're not alone in that yeah you're really really not like there's times that I've when I was starting out, I've literally pulled the screen out of the press and thrown it outside. Across the room. Yeah, and there isn't fucking... fear, a certain amount of fear to like, do you know what? I just got to get on with it and mess some things yeah. up. And everything that I've learned, like going back, everything that I've learned has been through me screwing something up. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Getting better at it. So, what, what you can do if you want to practice is print one absolutely perfectly. Yeah. And then keep loading that t shirt on. And dropping the dropping the screen down without any ink in it, and so you're loading it on, dropping it down. And if you can see the design more or less in the same place through the open mesh on the screen, then you know you've loaded it in more or less the same place. That's a way of practicing without yeah. ruining any t-shirts. You just print one good one and then just keep one after, right. and just keep practicing and practicing and practicing. We had um, you need to do it a couple of different girls, size ranges. We had a new girl start at um, my job the other day, and she's essentially going to be like my production assistant but also going to be doing a little bit of fulfillment stuff as well and i was just getting uh, to do some of the heat pressing with the dtf and it's it's the same principle with loading a shirt on you know you're threading a shirt through on a platter like you know and then the only difference is is you're manually placing the transfer or the vinyl or whatever on the shirt but the shirt still needs to be fucking straight because you're essentially lining that design up to the shape of the platen rather than the shirt um and anyway i did it and i showed her and she was just like can you do that again and i was just like okay yeah and it was like without even thinking about it because i've not had to like ever really teach anybody how yeah. to do anything that it's like i've done it literally tens of thousands Load of times now that it's just second nature loading a shirt onto a platen and it's straight and the way she explained it because she uh she's uh basically come from barbering and, barbering and hairdressing um and she was like when she cuts hair like to feel that someone's the same same length she doesn't even look anymore she just like almost like if you've got like i don't know a fucking bob yeah, like, yeah, yeah you yeah. obviously don't have a bob but you know what i mean like when you when you you're kind of gauging how far down it is it's a similar sort of thing like if you're loading a shirt on a press it's like you're feeling where the seams are and where the where the platen is almost and then after that it's down to the fucking manufacturing of the shirt yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, there's not much you can do about that. Um, but yeah, I thought that was quite a, a clever way from her of explaining it, even though it was yeah, completely natural to her. But I was just like, well, just do that then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same fucking yeah. principle. Yeah. It ain't you stupid if it works. Yeah, it ain't exactly. stupid if it works. Yeah, yeah, mm. I don't know. I've got the questions. Um, another one is like mixing colors, like making you, I was in, I haven't got a pantone. Mm. I, would you recommend it or make only it, if you really des- desperately want to ma- match a Pantone? No, not a, not a Pantone, but just creating a colour of myself. Do you know what I mean? I mean, a lot of it is just knowing colour theory. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just how colours work together. It's if you mm-hmm. know your your primary colours and how they work together, yeah. you just build it off of that. Mm. Um, I think it's more like making sure we've got the right. If I'm creating a colour myself, like I want a lighter green, so I've brought, I've got a forest green from um, Screen Print Mold, mm. and I just want to make it lighter. But then that that's got to be consistent each time. 
Well, all you do is mix more than you need to once you get it right. Or or be really smart about it. I mean, that is obviously a smart thing to do. And the second it comes in, weigh the pot. Yeah. And then uh, weigh, if you're adding white to it, lighten it up, for example. Uh, Each time you add a bit more white, weigh it again without taking anything out. Yeah. In fact, weigh it with the with a spatula in as well, so the weight doesn't change with that, and then load it with another spatula that's the same design. This yeah. is really geeky. Yeah. And then once you've finally settled on your on your um color that you want, then yeah. take the final weight yeah. and minus the original weight from it, and then that will basically give you. I mean, it's not going to be perfect, but it will give you a more or less a ballpark to get it back yeah. to where it's where it's going to be. Oh. I'm glad you said that. I was hoping you. Oh, well, I was worrying you'd just go no, get a mixing system, and then oh. no, because they're fucking expensive. They're really yeah. fucking expensive. Even and just it's the like, box. yeah, yeah. I mean, it also causes a lot of a lot more problems than it solves sometimes because yeah. the more options you give, like we print for other people, the mm. more options. I know you do a bit of that, but the more options you give people, the more options mm. they'll want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, for for instance, on that specifically on that so i i do panto matching for every single customer because i don't have standard colors right but the the shop that i work at now they only have standard colors don't have a panto mixing mixing system and try and match everything to the customer's design which is fucking stupid yeah because they've got they've literally got 250 inks that have been mixed by eye that don't have a fucking formula and as i mentioned earlier i'm slightly colorblind (laughs) i'm just like (laughs) i'm not gonna be able to replicate any of those so basically we've got the screen print world chart up at work and i basically said to my boss i was like i'm not mixing any more colors by because it's fucking bollocks next time you order some inks just buy the fucking standard inks and it's like there's there's a list of 25 colors that customers can choose from one of them is going to be close to their design mm. and the reality is they're not going to fucking notice no most people don't because need a what they're mix. designed on a screen and what they look at look at on a screen is going to be different to what it looks like printed anyway you know it's like but yeah Ooh, what angry don't, boy don't don't invest in a Pantone system no, until you until you absolutely need it. Yeah, you'll know when yeah. you need it. You will know when you need it. Yeah, it's that yeah. just figuring it out and what finding out what works and how to do it. That's best. How how are you curing your print at the moment? Um, a heat gun and then underneath a, a heat press. Oh, okay. All right. So, which to me, I like. I again, I know people say like it doesn't get the best results or whatever, and then. I was getting the first few that I did with um, a Teflon sheet over the top were just a bit shiny, but I looked on Amazon yeah. and I found a Teflon sheet that's got a nice little texture in it, and yeah. the, the, the finishes are really nice. Mm. Um, so I can't, I can't go with that. I can't, I can't afford a dryer at the moment um, or have mm. the space for it. So, yeah, just heat pressing them. Which, yeah, mate, it works. Yeah. yeah. When, when I started, I had an actual oven. Works with water-based as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, use an actual oven, like an old oven. I've burnt so many fucking garments in my time. It's unreal. <laughs> like, un- unreal. The amount of... Matt, I've actually burnt more recently than when I was doing it that way. Purely, yeah. be- purely because I have more in the tunnel at the same time now. Yeah. The tunnel, I've got a big tunnel. Um, yeah. Yeah, I once set... I mean, I had like 11 kids' hoods basically go up in flames. Because they're so tiny, you can double stack yeah. them on my belt. And I didn't realise they were the end of the dryer 
it had come i'd printed so many it'd come out of the out of the bucket that i was storing them in and backed up and it, it was yeah, it was that's a horrible feeling it, just you know, a fire you look just through the dryer and yeah. you see nothing's moving and it's just like oh fuck 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 <laughs> yeah. fuck just yeah. yeah that's a horrible feeling not great <laughs> and that's something i'm quite proud of we i so saw the, the the prints that i have done and cured them and i've there's no cracking no issues I've good them. excellent yeah like, i've given it to people to use and they've had no issues with them so it seems yeah, like i've I've got that right, so yeah. That's one. That's, that's probably the second hardest. The first hardest bit is sorting the screen out. The second hardest bit is getting it to stay on the fucking garment. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like, yeah. Yeah, it, it touch wood, and it may all change, but I see enough to have got that. Well, I got came from fucking water base, and I was just like, the second I started printing plastic, so I was like, this is fucking easy. <laughs> it's, it's easy. Great. It's- Easy, it's fine. Yeah, it's done. No, yeah. I mean the curing process. Yeah, is, yeah. Not the print. The printing process is different. Um, I think I struggle more printing with plastisol than I do water based. Um, but yeah, curing process, plastisol every day of the fucking week. Yeah, so the reason I haven't looked at water based because I've seen that people you've got to move move quick on your screens, haven't you? So my with mm. me curing it on a, a heat press. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, no. I mean, what I used to do with what i used to do was uh um i'd like one of the um you know oh, like the racks you have for like yeah like for yeah, like yeah, poster yeah. printing and stuff like that. i had yeah. one of them and i could fit about probably 800 shirts on it and used to print them all leave them to air dry yes and then i had three heat presses yeah and used to fucking cure them on the heat press Done but there. after they're dried oh you can get one uh, when i've cleaned everything off and yeah you can get a cold cure catalyst if not as well, can't you? So yeah, just you air dries. Yeah. 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 It's all stuff yeah. to look into. And I'm going to be honest, I've brought like I've got some white, I've brought a spot on black, which is their cheaper version. And uh yeah, just figuring it out, mate. It's just just work. And I say Well, you know where we are if you need any advice. Yeah, I appreciate that. And like I said, I mainly power, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I need some um DTF doing. Um, there you go. For sure. But yeah, I think um you wouldn't like that twice, huh? I only <laughs> kind of found you through um squeegee ink so I'd kind of got in touch with them to do a job and they they passed me on to you and then uh, and then you saw my little video about the um scraper cards, didn't you? Cards, yeah, I've got a good one of those now. They're dead handy. <laughs> <laughs> they were but that's the best tip that I've seen for off contact. Like you look at them and they're like, mm. oh, it's gotta be a nickel off. I'm like, what's a nickel? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. You can <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> perfect for that. Yeah. they're absolutely perfect for that i've, I've got four two peas sitting on the bottom of my cruiser yeah that are literally just for off contact i mean they haven't moved for yeah. a long time because my off contacts are right but yeah they're there specifically for that reason good man um should we do some randoms pav yeah you going first or am i going first uh you go We're first. going to ask you some random questions now i know you've listened to an episode or two haven't you yeah 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 yeah. Banging. Um, so you know exactly what's coming then. Not exactly, no. <laughs> We're just gonna ask you three <laughs> random questions each, that's all. Yeah. Um what is your favorite pasta shape? Oh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> that's one of the easier ones. <laughs> no, no, Haglitelli. Oh Flat. do you know what? That might be one of the that yeah, it's it's definitely in the top three at very least. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Surely that doesn't qualify as a passive shadow because it's just fucking straight. No, mate. Mate. It's just a line. Mate, you're going to, we're going to fall out. What's your favorite shape? Uh, I don't know. Just a fucking straight line. It's pasta and it's shaped. It's the best pasta. It's different to spaghetti. Well, it's, one of, it's in the top three. Taglitelli, yeah. Yeah. Taglitelli, banging. I'm, I'm sticking with my, my rigatoni. Oh. Big I've, I've had before and I can't remember they're cool, but they're like big shells, like really big shells. Conchigle. Mm. Is that the one? Mm. Yeah, sometimes the shell sticks inside a shell. Yeah, that's really fun though, isn't it? Yeah, and they don't, <laughs> they don't quite cook and they're proper al dente. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah best. you get some good amount of sauce in them. Yeah, they're banging. Oh, I love a conchigle. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> what, in your opinion, what is the ugliest part of the human body? It's got to be the penis, isn't it? He's he's 100% right. The penis is such an ugly body part. It's it's so ugly that during sex, we have to hide it. Yeah, it's like... It's just inconsistently ugly as well. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it? Why is it so ugly? For something that's meant to be like for reproduction, because you know I mean, mean shape, shape, pretty, shape yeah. wise, like fingers are the same shape as dicks, more or less, and the fingers don't look as bad. I mean, obviously, my I've got tiny little shitty hands, but like fingers aren't that ugly, are they? No, my my penis is so ugly. Like hands are quite, fingers are quite consistent as well, aren't they? Across everyone, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, mean, I don't know. I've not seen a lot of penises, if I'm honest, so I can't. No. <laughs> I've seen enough to know they're inconsistent. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Oh, fair enough. Oh, that's tickled me. <laughs> Sorry, it just took me a second. No, I was going to say like a chin. <laughs> a chin is just like. No, but a penis yeah, is but, really but now ugly. Having, you having said penis is just like, yeah, you're completely it's fucking It's so right. ugly. I'm going to go look at my penis later and insult it. <laughs> you ugly fuck. Oh, uh, No wonder <laughs> sumos get them to suck back up inside. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Sumo Wrestlers Penises. <laughs> Oh, oh god! Oh god! Right. Go on, mate. I just... Oh, is it me? Yeah. Uh, what's the one thing you're tired of explaining to people? <sighs> or telling people if it's easier? Well, I don't know about that. The penises are ugly. Yeah, maybe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I've got one for that. You're just chill. You just don't mind explaining things to people all the time, do you? You're just a chill guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there is one. No. That's a really crap answer. I'm sorry. No, maybe it was a shit question. I'll tell you what I do hate, and this mm. is not even close. Do you know when people say it's trying to rain? Hmm. That, that one's <laughs> it's either raining or it's not and I think that's probably I'm quite a literal it's either is or it isn't I hate so that standing there at the sky encouraging I mean oh it's, it's trying 
So either is it raining or is it not raining? There's no in between, is there? As, as if like Mother Nature's doing that thing where it's it knows it needs to wee and it's standing in front of the toilet, yeah. but it's just not coming out. Come on, last wee. <laughs> what do you ever do? You ever have this fight where you have a wee and you're you're completely evacuated, right? And then you're fine. And then the second the second you do your trousers up, a little bit goes oh. Like, uh, uh, like, uh, amazing, <laughs> like yeah. Like you can shake it off to the point where like it's starting to look a bit weird. Yeah. Walk away. Normally when you've got <laughs> you some can light shake it off to the point where you've got an erection. Yeah. <laughs> <done>. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom with my ugly penis. <laughs> All the way out of it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and then you, you do, you walk away and there's that last little bit. Yeah. So I only came for a wee and I left with a hard on. <laughs> My pain but, wash it as fast as I like. But what? <laughs> what? <laughs> but why does it do that? Why do, oh, why do penises fuck. hate us so much? When you when you when you like uh, got to get all scientific here, it's like when your penis is like, no, I'm done for a wee, and then you put it back in your trousers and it relaxes. It's like I'm back home now. Uh, oh, is that what it is? <laughs> it could you could be right. You could be right. <laughs> no, I am right. All right, we'll be all right then. Well, that's a, that's a great answer to a question that we didn't ask. Well done. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, God. Um, You'll go, Darcy. How, how would you describe humanity or human beings to an alien? Oh, broken. Broken? <laughs> just one word. Broken. Like, yeah, just, I think as a race, we're just, we're just screwed, aren't we? Like, yeah. I'd just be like, just broke, we're broken, turn around. That's our defense. Mate, you just, you just, you just don't need this in your life. Just like, old ET, just go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do not wait. I, just, I, like, I just think as a human race, we are, we're just inconsiderate. We're mm. de- destroying our own planet. And I just, yeah, yeah, I just be like, don't bother with us. We're not worth it. Mm. What if they come here to destroy the planet anyway? Mm. Just doing us a favour, aren't they? Just speeding it up. <laughs> I, I, did, I did read something funny but the other day. if they've come for the natural resources, they're fucked. Yeah, there's nothing left. Uh, I read something funny the other day where someone had a realisation that if we're ever um, contacted by aliens or we get an alien ship turn up here, the chances are it's basically that that race's version of whatever they equivalent of a billionaire is because <laughs> they're the only ones that, that, that would be yeah. able to afford to do it yeah. they'd be like us selling it'd be like elon musk going and finding another <laughs> another another planet yeah. that's frightening isn't it imagine the, the gloober globs billionaires being sent over here yeah the, the elon glo- musk from jupiter mm. jupiter's the gas one isn't it oh fucking no 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 it's Jupiter the gas one. Like you. Jupiter the gas like you. I'm not clever, mate. I just I mask I mask <laughs> it well. I look like I'm clever, but I'm actually inside. I'm just a small. I just suck my pe- I just face. suck my ugly penis up inside, and. Whose go is it? You. Um. Oh, that's annoying. The the last one I circled is the one that you asked a minute ago. Okay. What song do you most associate with your childhood? Oh, not a top one of that. 
or I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a, an easy out on this as well, or TV theme tune. By childhood, you can go up until the age of eighteen. I'd probably Grange Hill. Ooh, ba da bow bow. That one's Grange Hill, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Baker Grove? Do you remember that? Remember, yeah, Baker Grove, yeah, around the heyday. Do you remember um round the twist? Round the twist was amazing. I've got that. I've got all that on DVD somewhere. So around good. Have you ever, 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 ever felt, felt like this? Brilliant. Oh, did you hear the word about the bird and the spider? <laughs> Pav has got another sing song into a brand social podcast. Episode. Oh, mate, I fucking love a sing song. <laughs> it's the brand social karaoke, mate. That's what it is. Don't you go near that trap door. There's something down there. That was great as well. <sighs> See, we're, um, Darcy doesn't know any of these TV shows because he's such a young and yeah. Do you know what any of those infant. were? Yeah. Which one did? Which one didn't you know? Be honest. The last one. Trapdoor. Trapdoor yeah. is one of the ones I sent you a, a thing of when I wanted to do a a, a, a rewind designed for Trapdoor. Oh, was that one of the ones I didn't respond to? Yeah, you were like, "What the fuck is this <laughs> freak? <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing?" <laughs> oh. oh, where um, were we? If you if you woke up and could suddenly walk through walls, what wall are you walking through first? Ooh, great question. Well, that is a good question. I mean, the, the realistic answer is probably getting up and just walking straight through the wall to the toilet. But, you know, yeah. I want an interesting one. Yeah, an interesting one. Oh, difficult, isn't it? When you've got that, when you've got too much choice. Not really good at these, am I? I mean, I couldn't answer this question. To be fair, it's a difficult one. Well, Actually, I, can, I, could I can tell you, I can tell you what it's not. It's it's not your nana's bedroom. No, it's definitely not that one. Stay clear of that. <laughs> trying to think of stuff that I like. That My nan's dead, so that would literally be walking into a coffin. I'm not really sure that's. <laughs> well, yeah, I so don't know. Mine, I'd have to call. My, my, my granddad's probably still in there wanking, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd go into Darcy's uh, postwoman's uh, back room to see if she's wearing a, a bucket hat. A, bu- a post office branded bucket hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. oh. I hear you asked for a royal mail. <laughs> the special oh. package. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. I can't give you an answer. Four. I don't know. Would you know if it goes to like Fort Knox or something? That'd be cool. Yeah. For, oh, did you see that one where they were in about the um, one of the like mummy's tombs that they've not opened yet, because they they did one and or the the air that got into just, it just walked through them. Mate, there's not going to be any fucking ancient curses or anything in there. No, I think it's because the air got in it and ruined like all the stuff that was there. So maybe something like that. Yeah. No, that'd be cool. Yeah. You do strike me as a bit of a geezer. <laughs> <laughs> Pyramid joke. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, my bad. Oh. Right. Final questions then. Right. Uh, if you weren't doing what you do now, what do you think we're doing? Oh, probably just in a, a dead end job, really. Just working for other people. 
unfortunately. Um, yeah, I think that's what I've just just come out of. I was a technical manager for a, a leisure centre company, so we looked after all the pools and that sort of stuff. So it had its interest, but I think I just got bored of working for other people. I think that's what I'd be doing mid mid like mid management, doing all the groundwork for someone who doesn't appreciate it. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, that sounds that sounds bloody awful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you got out of it. I'm pleased for you, genuinely. Yeah, and me, mate. I just, I <laughs> yeah, just without going into it too much. Just you get sick of just working for other people, don't you? And I think that's what I've got. So. Mm. so certain people can do it; other people can't. No, I yeah. just, yeah, I got sick of it. I think I've always been like management level. I never wanted to step up and be higher management because I just don't want that lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? I've mm. got, you know, like I want to go out and do stuff. So. I never really wanted to make that leap up. Um, and a few times I've been in jobs where I've just kind of hit a dead end and you never appreciate it or you never paid what you should be paid. So um, I'm not, I don't by any stretch think I'm going to be rolling in cash doing what I'm doing, but I'll definitely be happier. And that's the most important thing, I think. Yeah. So if I wasn't doing what I was doing now, I'd be unhappy. That's the answer. Ooh. Ooh, great answer. Don't get too deep too soon. We've got the no, deep, deep no, ones no. are coming. Um, can you think of any brands that'd be good to have on the podcast? Oh, have you ever had Wasted Heroes on? No, but that's a wicked no, name. No. There are on my uh, list. someone that I, yeah, I kind of really looked up to them and brought a lot of their stuff. So they're Liverpool-based, very, um, mm. I think they do all their printed in-house, um, very much ingrained in the music scene. I've had a lot of big DJs where they're, yeah, their stuff. Um, what else do I like? What else do I wear? Nike, we could get Nike on, couldn't we? Could do I have a little chat with them. Mm, yeah, have a little Speak chat to them about their fucking shitty logo. <laughs> yeah, it costs fifty dollars. I like it. Um, it's a big tick it's from me. Oh, one's enough. Don't, don't, don't break your neck over yeah, thinking loads of stuff. I'd love to, yeah, love to pick their brains. Cool. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, social media as Antisocial Athletes Club. Um, Instagram is the only one I use, and then my personal is this underscore is Bailey on Instagram. I only really use Instagram towards the TikTok. Um, so yeah, just Instagram, really. Cool. I've got a uh, anti-show slash it's called Threads, which was fun for a day. <laughs> uh, people just sort of stopped using that now, haven't they? You, I saw everyone use it for like I'd never joined it, but a week. Uh, yeah, and then is it is it still going? Like is that? I've, I kind of said I kind of jumped on it because it was linked to Instagram. I've only ever really sold through Instagram. I can't. Uh, people have gone like you need to use TikTok and whatever, and I'm I just find with TikTok you just get loads of views and no business out of it. So what's mm, the yeah. point? Do you know what I mean? And just becoming a busy fool, like managing all these different platforms. But I, I started a Threads because it's linked to Instagram, and I thought I'd do some behind the scenes sort of stuff, um, maybe. But it's just finding the time in it. We like, we got a, a friend, a print friend, who um had we well, had video, well actually two two print friends. One guy on TikTok, Darren from Squeezed Orange. Hi Darren, if you're listening. Um, I think one of his videos at the last count was something like twenty four million on TikTok. And I said to him, oh, have you got much work for me? And he's like, literally none. It, all, all it is is just people bitching that he's doing it wrong. <laughs> like, that's, that's all it is. 
yeah. then and then a, a friend of mine, um, and Darcy. Well, actually, he's been on the Podney Fletcher. Um, yeah. His his current view count on one of his Instagram videos is eighty two million. Wow. Yeah, and all it did was it shot up his um, follower oh, count, yeah. but he didn't really get much work out of it. Yeah. Like, it's it's that, weird how it goes. Yeah. No, I think. Uh, you, you can get bogged down with numbers, can't you? Like with that, I did a little mm. bit of work for like some street food vendors, and um, there was a guy there who who was like, "Yeah, you've got to get on it. I've done these videos, and they've got so many hits." And like, well, how much? He was he was just a cheesecake seller. How many more mm. cheesecakes have we sold? Well, no. So literally, what was the point in doing the video? Mm. No, it was. It wasn't worth it, was it? So mm. I know from my, I've only got five, just over five thousand followers on Instagram, but I, I know that I, it's not a lot. But I could, I've got you've a got a core base of people there. Though. Yeah, the, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, you can have one percent of your your people buy, mm. and you've got a million. You're all right, aren't you? But yeah, I just I'm not that fussed on numbers. And I've spoke to other people in the same sort of area with me who've got much more followers who don't hit the numbers that I do. So mm. it's it's irrelevant, unfortunately. I think. Yeah, I mate, you're right there. To a certain mm. extent, anyway. Take it away, Pav. What is the meaning of life? To be happy and free. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you can't ask for more than that, can you? Oh, no. I like that. There you go. To be happy and free and to have a good-looking penis. (laughs) 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 Oh. Oh, brilliant. Can't fault you there. Cannot fault you. I wish more people had that answer. <laughs> not the penis bit, not the bit I did, the bit that yeah, you did. To be happy and free and a beautiful penis. <laughs> oh, what a, a beautiful penis this boy's got on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, thank you so much for coming on, mate. No, really enjoyed this. Enjoyed yeah, had a great time. I'm sure we'll catch up on Instagram. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Give us a text if you had any problems or whatever. Yes, we'll, we'll you know, we'll, if five of us can help you out, we will. Yeah, so anything like next week, I've um, so I've got I've got a pop up store on Saturday of next week, mm. and I've put kind of my eggs in a basket of going with screen printed stuff. So, oh, nice. fingers yeah, so crossed. You need and, uh, to sometimes give yourself that little, yeah, little, yeah. little deadline you like that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I've got new screens come today, which I put on my on my social. So, um. Yeah, three designs, three screen printed designs. We'll take some of my my vinyl stuff as well, but yeah, either sink or swim, don't you? You know what I mean? I think when the pressure's on, and I don't have to print a lot for the pop-up really, so I'm not putting a load of pressure on myself. Nice work. So yeah, yeah. Happy days. I hope it goes well. Thanks. We'll follow it on socials anyway, so we'll hear about it, mate. Yeah, mate. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Lovely. Thanks, Adam. Have a great one. All the best. I'll speak to you soon. See you soon. Cheers, lads. Cheers, mate. Have a good one, mate. Take care. Bye. Bye.